participation. Uh, I do want to let you know that today's program is brought to you by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. UFC 300 is here. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, is giving new customers a shot to turn five buccarinos into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any UFC 300 bet. So uh, there's a lot of close fights. Jamal Hill, Alex Pereira is a close one. Um, one that is of interest to me, Kayla Harrison, Holly Holm going the distance. Um, obviously, Zhang Wei Li is a big favorite. The biggest favorite on the card is actually Bo Nickel against Cody Brundage. That may not be a surprise to you. Uh, so there's a lot of interesting things on this card. And the place to be for it all is DraftKings Sportsbook. So go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code Hour. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DMAR. The crown is yours. Gambling Pronco 100 Gambler or in West Virginia, visit www.100gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resorts in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance, cdkng.com slash MMA.com, yes. Uh, for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Obviously, it's UFC 300 week in Las Vegas. Friday, also in Las Vegas, it's the second PFL event of the season. Had a great start on Thursday. Uh, Dakota Cheva with a solid win. You had Moldovsky on there. You had a bunch of... Uh, former Bellator fighters Liz Carmouche getting a win as well in her PFL debut. And so I want to let you know that the PFL is back on April 12th with the lightweights and light heavyweights throwing it down. Last week it was the women's flyweights and the heavyweights. You've got names like Impa Kasangane, who of course uh, won the 2023 light heavyweight tournament. You also have Clay Collard and Bellator, former champ, one Patricky Pitbull is uh, is going to be on the card against Clay Collard. So if you're in Vegas for 300, go check him out. If you're at home, check him out over on ESPN2 and ESPN+. Uh, Plus. That is Friday, April 12th, live at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. It's the Mixed Martial Arts Hour with... The Mixed Martial Arts Hour is back in your life on this Monday, October 3rd, 2022. Hello again, everyone. I sure hope you're doing well. Welcome back to another edition of the program. Great to be here on a Monday. So much to get to. Not a lot of time to waste off the top. It's an old school Monday where we get right out of the gate with a bunch of guests because a lot has happened since we last spoke. Busy weekend in the world of MMA. As you know, Bellator UFC were in action. Have a lot to say about the UFC event. Also, we can clear up all the hullabaloo regarding it being a closed event, all that stuff. You know, that was a big talking point going into uh, Saturday's card headline by Yan Chanan versus Mackenzie Dern. Ultimately won by Yan Chanan a very hard-fought victory for her. Big win for her, snapping her losing streak. On the Bellator side of things, Patricio Pitbull successfully defending his title um, in a, a you know hard-fought 
solid win over Adam Borix. AJ McKee looking very good in his lightweight debut. So much to get to, and I'm so excited about today's program. We have something special for all of you fans, especially the hardcore, old-school combat sports fans out there. Before I get to that, let me just quickly tell you that today's program is brought to you by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. They are the official sports betting partner of the UFC and the MMA Hour, most importantly. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code THEMMAHOUR for a special offer when you sign up again. That's code THEMMAHOUR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Please support them because they support us. Now, I also want to tell you up the top, uh, no show this Wednesday because of Yom Kippur. I'll be fasting, atoning for my sins. So, you know, holiest day of the year. We always take that off. No show next Monday because of Indigenous Peoples Day. Also, Canadian Thanksgiving. So, uh, please... Take it all in, digest it. Our next show is following Wednesday. Next, So we've got a little bit of a gap here. So please enjoy today's program. We're still coming at you once a week in the next two weeks, but it's a bit of a wonky schedule where no show this Wednesday, no show next Monday, but back the following Wednesday. So in 10 or so days, if my math is correct, or maybe nine. So let's do this. Let's have a great show here. Let's come out uh, with a bang. And I love today's lineup. Back into the show at 3 o'clock. I will be joined by the Parlay Pals. We'll talk about this past weekend. We'll check in with GC. We'll talk about his picks, see how he did, and some news and notes, some things to discuss. Daniel Cormier making his WWE debut. What is up with that this weekend? We broke that on Saturday. That's a lot of fun. Uh, So a lot to discuss as far as the weekend is concerned. At 2.30, we're going to be joined by Bo Nickel, who, of course, got the UFC contract last week, Contender Series, Hottest Thing in the Game, and now we know he's going to be returning to action in his first official UFC fight on December 10th. So stay tuned for that. Bo Nickel, the pride of Penn State, the pride of Happy Valley, going to join us at 2.30. At 2 o'clock, we'll have Alistair Overeem and Badr Hari, two of the most popular kickboxers of all time, two of the most popular fighters of all time, certainly two of the most popular Dutch fighters of all time, bitter rivals who will be competing for the third time in kickboxing. First time they met... 2008, second time 2009, they're one and one. Now, 13 years later, they'll meet at Glory Collision 4 this Saturday in the Netherlands. They'll be joining us in a face-to-face sesh, and I can't wait. Two guys who don't like each other, no love lost. They'll be joining us, Alistair Overeem, the Demolition Man, the Reem, against Badr Hari, Saturday, October 8th, but first, right here on the program, October 3rd, five days before their matchup, their trilogy, their war to settle the score. They'll join us on the program at 2 o'clock. Uh, 140, Ben Rothwell will join us. Had a successful bare-knuckle debut on Saturday. Beat his opponent, Bobo O'Bannon. Real name, 18 seconds. That's all it took for Big Ben. Looking forward to that conversation. Yan Chanan will join us at around 125. Looking forward to talking to her for the first time on the program about her big win over Mackenzie Dern. But without further ado, let's get right into it. Like I said, no time to waste. Massive weekend for our first guest. Gets his first win at 155 pounds. Back on track. Let's check in with the mercenary AJ McKee and see how he felt about it all. He joins us now via the Magic of Zoom. Hello, where are you? What is this? Is this? Are you in your kitchen? What's happening here, AJ? Yeah, I'm making breakfast before practice. Wow. And <laughs> where is your... Is this like on your stove? What, what's happening here? Yeah, you're on my stove. And then you got the Whoa, whoa, whoa. Eggs going. I like it. What's for breakfast? Eggs, turkey bacon, English muffin. I know? like. 
Nice. Eggs, bacon, a little bit of jelly, sugar going. Wait a second. No diet, so we're good right now. I, I appreciate that, and thank you for joining us. Uh, it's it's great to have you. Congratulations on the win. Uh, you won on Saturday. You're back to the gym on Monday? No no vacation? No time off? I'm a goat. Come on, man. You can't be sleeping on me. Come on, Ariel. You know this. Your body Always doesn't need gym. a break? No days off. I'm not scratched up. I ain't hurt. I'm ready. Throw right. me in there, coach. I ain't no bench warmer. Okay, fair enough. How do you feel about the debut on Saturday? What you did, the win, the performance, two days later, how do you feel about what you did? Um, It was good. It was a good fight. I feel like I could have done a lot better. I wish I would have got the finish. Um, that's always what I'm looking for. But uh, Mike's durable, man. That, that dude was in there, you know. Um, there was a couple opportunities where I tried to lift him and try to just manhandle him. And, you know, the 55ers are a little bit bigger, so you're not really able to do that as much. Um, he had a good grip. He, I couldn't get him off my wrist. You know, he was just holding the life out of my wrist, which was smart. You know, it keeps you from striking. It keeps you from being able to progress the position. And yeah, it was just a fun fight. Uh, I heard you say he reminded you of your dad a little bit, how he controlled your wrists. Yeah, the grip, dude. It was just the two-on-one. He had that baseball grip. And I, I couldn't get my, my wrists free. So yeah, grips and hips. After the grips couldn't come loose, I, I let my hips loose a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I saw you letting those hips loose a little bit, giving him the old <laughs> uh, pump and dump or whatever you call it. I don't know what you call that. That was nice. Uh, tougher than you thought he was or would be? Uh, no, I expected him to be tough. Um, it's durable, you know. I, I felt opportunities where he was waiting for me to tire myself out and uh, – really try to go in on the submission. So I was like, man, forget this. Let me just keep hitting him and beating him up. He was, uh, I think he was focused on not getting subbed. So that was, uh, that was a big key. What about the opening uh, sequences? Like he comes at you like a Tasmanian devil. Were you expecting him to come out with that kind of, like early, the, the pace was frenetic early on. Honestly, no. Uh, that was kind of my mindset was get after him. So when I saw him flying through the air, I was like, oh, my God, what's going on? <laughs> it just it threw me a bit left. Okay. You enjoy that, though? Like, do you enjoy to start a fight that way, or do you like to get into it a little bit slowly? I'm always with a good scrap like that, man. If you try to come out and set it on fire, that's what the fans like, you know? So uh, I'm a mixed martial artist. It's my job to be able to differentiate whether it's bang time or whether it's wrestle time you know what i mean and uh yeah i landed a couple nice little strikes that flying knee landed um and then i followed up with a left hand after and he was like oh i'm getting hit so that that's when uh i took the opportunity to take him down and soften him up a bit how much do you think you weighed on fight night uh about 175 probably. wow and what do you weigh when you're fighting at featherweight uh, probably like 65, 60. So how did you feel with that extra weight out there? Oh, it felt good, man. Um, I think my body just needs a bit more time to get acclimated to the strength, you know, so I can have like just consistent go power. Um, I felt there was a couple little things in that fight, like cardio wise. I mean, output was just insane. So <laughs> I can't really, it was kind of a lot, but I feel like there's a couple little things I need uh I need to make adjustments too. I didn't I didn't cut weight properly either, so that was kind of a factor as well. Um, just little little adjustments, you know. Every fight you learn something, and I was just really taking in those couple little key things. 
And by the way, are your are your uh, eggs getting overcooked here? I feel like you got to take them. Or is it okay? No, 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 no. It's stressing me out. Okay, they're okay. All right. No, well. Um, <laughs> what, what do you mean about about the weight cut? What went wrong? Nothing. It was just I just didn't. You know, dieting's key for mixed martial arts. So uh, it was just a couple little things. You know, I, I got down to those last couple pounds, and it wasn't easy. I mean, I didn't expect it to be easy, but. Um, with the right diet, I mean, I, I made 45s, you know what I mean? I can still make 45s. So with that being said, it's, it's, you just got to make sure everything's right and dialed in. This was just kind of more like a freelance, kind of like a freelance weight cut. You want to know what it is? It's probably all these. I got to stop eating meat. Uh-oh. Boys right here. Oh my God. He's getting me in trouble, man. These tomahawks. They do something to me, but I just love them so much, dude. They're just amazing. You <laughs> How know many did you mean? have just... in there? Oh, you don't want to know. You see, there's an entire freezer yes. over there for that. <laughs> All that is steak. Oh, you got the steaks. You got the beef ribs. Dang. Oh my yeah. god. We ain't, we, we're not eating. We're not eating liver. We eating steak over here, baby. So is it one of, is it one of those things where it's like, oh, I have the extra ten pounds and you kind of put your you know, you take your foot off the gas a little bit and you're like, oh, I don't have to worry as much, and then you get down to the final hours and you're like, Oh, I got more weight to cut. Because you've cut forty five, I would think that fifty five would be a breeze. Yeah. I mean, uh, the main thing was just trying to once I got the call that I was able to move up to fifty fives. It was like, okay, well, you need to get big now. You need to pack on weight. You need to have high protein. So a lot of steak was was the go-to. Steak, chicken. I got ahi tuna. I got lobster. Surf and turf is my john right there. You know what I'm saying? You get a nice ribeye with a couple pieces of lobster. Ooh, dip it in the butter, you know, a little truffle, vanilla truffle oh, oil. Yeah. Oh. That's nice. Man, you got to come over for dinner, Ariel. It sounds fantastic. So when, during the week, like Tuesday, Wednesday, are you loving life? Is there any part of you that's saying... I never want to go down to 45 again. Oh, no, I'm all smiles. I think for the trilogy, for the legacy, it's it's only right that I go down to 45s. Um, yeah, it's ideal, man. Uh, you know, I, I, it's, it's only right. <laughs> we got to do that. Any uh, any run-ins with uh, Pitbull over there? Did you see him? Did you talk to him? Did you see him at the hotel? Anything like that? Yeah, he made, he made it very clear that uh, he loves the word motherfucker. But uh, that was about it. I was walking by when, when we were doing, like, the, the stare down and stuff. We were all, like, within a five-foot, you know, five-foot little space. And uh, I heard motherfucker. And I was like, it has to be him. And I looked. And, of course, it was him. So I just started busting up laughing. It was funny. Uh, and and, but, and what about his performance? Did you watch his fight? Fucked ass, bro. The thing was horrible. He talks about he's being he's a professional and and da da da. He likes my fight was like a backyard brawl scrap, bro. It's a mixed martial arts fight. If you fight from the hood, then you're gonna get a hood fight. If you want to be technical, then be technical. But you can't talk about you're a technical fighter when you're poking people in the eye. And then when they tell the ref they get poked in the eye, you want to swing on them. Nah, all right, bet you're gonna get a hood scrap every time. There ain't no respect for that dude. Wow. So you weren't impressed at all with anything he did. What did he do? He wrestled. That's that's cool. I can do that too. He couldn't stop my takedown. He didn't attempt to take me down because he can't take me down. Dude's wrestling is garbage. This fight has to happen next. Is it going to be next? I think it should. It should. For his legacy, for my legacy, um, if it doesn't, 
whatever. Like I said, bigger, better things. That's what I'm on to. Um, I would love to make it happen. It should happen. I think it's what the people want. I think it's what I want. I don't know if it's what he wants. But uh, one and one, I think we need to settle it, you know? Can't leave the game open. My understanding is one fight left on your deal now, right? I don't know. It's ice time, though. That question's put on rocks, baby. Uh, well, I just want to <laughs> know. I mean, if they're going to sign this fight, you got to get a new deal, too, right? They're not going to... I'm gonna calling look. your boss, Ariel. Why? We're going to have to sit down and have... We're going to have to have coffee and tea. <laughs> I got a fresh cup for him right here. I appreciate that. That's very nice of you. But, I mean, no, I'm, try I'm trying to look out for you. I'm trying to cut a deal for you here. If they want to book this trilogy fight, you need a long-term commitment. Do I? I, yeah, I, I suppose. I don't know, dude. I don't, I'm just trying to fight, bro. I don't. Right, I don't right. care about. It. I just. I just want to knock people out, kick ass, take names. The mercenary does, man. So I got an unfinished job. It needs yeah. to be finished. I signed the contract. It needs to be done. Realistically, when when, when do you think this could happen? Like, because I think the problem with the first going into the second, it was too much of a gap between the two fights. Like, I felt like it lost a little bit of heat there by the time the second one rolled around. I would agree. That's key. Um, for me, like I said, dude, I'm going to the gym after this. So yeah. for me, I'm, I'm ready. You know, I'm not beat up. I'm not scratched up. That, that's my whole thing is I want to be as active as possible. Um, obviously, if I get banged up a little, I'm going to take some time off. But um, there's no days off, man. You just got to keep grinding, keep going and going and going. I'm 27 years old. I'm entering my prime. And it's uh, what I'm looking forward to, man, is just putting on great shows and Getting some more brawls in there. What about these outfits last week, especially the one that you showed up to the arena with? I mean, this is some uh, primo stuff. Who's 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 styling you these days? Because I feel like the game has leveled up a little bit. No, no stylish? No, no stylist? Nothing? That's all me, wow. player. Come on now. Come on, Ariel. Wow. Come on, Ariel. I That's good you. stuff. I'm the best in this, bro. I'm the best <laughs> in this. They can't dress like me. I'm the best style fashionist in in the fight game. Ain't nobody doing it better than me. That's I got good the stuff. Drip. <laughs> <laughs> it's good stuff. Although uh, weigh-ins, you showed up with the Snickers bar, but are they paying you? Because I feel like you're giving them a lot of free advertisement. Um, no, my dad's talking to him. I believe at the moment. I think we're trying to get you uh, the Snickers protein USDA approved. If, if we get that approved, then it's a wrap. Oh wow! Okay, you're trying to get it approved, or they're trying to get it approved. I mean, both of us, we're working as a team at this point. Okay. So are they sponsoring you? No. Okay. That'd be great. I feel like you give them so much love and so much uh, pub that they should be sponsoring you at this point. I think with Snickers having the chocolate and the sugar, I'm not really a, a chocolate fan like that, but Snickers protein all the way. You okay. know what I mean? So being able to get that on the market out here, I feel like it's full-time ambassador. You know what I mean? It's something I can build alongside with them and they can kind of build with me at the same time snickers already established you know what i mean mm -hmm. so they really don't need anybody you know it would just be it's a friendship you know what i mean you gotta you gotta create that bond it's creating that lifestyle and just showing them the authenticity of it um so yeah uh, i'm just doing my thing man it's snickers and sprite since i was a kid like you know yeah. that's just the go-to after wayne's you go grab a sprite you go grab a snickers are the eggs okay? I feel like you have to take them off the skillet. Oh, thing. the eggs are done. Come on, come on. I'm like a ninja over here. They're uh, been off. Wait, you take you took them off? They're on a plate now? Yeah. What? Yeah. I want to see that. Bro, the eggs and the turkey bacon. How did you do that? <laughs> well, at what point? 
don't know. We were like mid question somehow. I'm good at multitasking. I didn't see your arms move. Okay, I was getting worried about that. Uh, Just a few more for you if I can. Um, All right, so you get the win. You're back home, right? It's a nice, you know, it's a great atmosphere. You come, does, does it feel like a weight on this Monday? Does it feel like a weight has been lifted off your shoulders? You're not coming off a loss anymore. Everything's back to normal in your world. Does it feel like that? No. Okay. <laughs> not at all. Why? Mo money, mo problems. Oh no! <laughs> it's like the more money you I'm make, a, the more problems you get. Like Biggie once said, "That's life, man." Yeah. You know, there, with with money comes responsibilities. With responsibilities, there comes problems. So, uh, just you got to find the solutions to them and continue to grow, man. Um, meanwhile, I'm just going to continue to eat and get bigger. Unless they call me with this 45-pound fight. But if they call me with a 45-pound fight, I, I need to know this. You know what I mean? Because it's going to take me a bit of dieting, a lot of running, and dialing back in. Because I'm currently sitting 180 already. Wow. So I need to, I need to, I need to know. We need yeah. to know. <laughs> but just getting back on track, getting a win, you know, all that stuff. You know, the, 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 the last fight. You don't feel a little bit better about the future? You don't, like, that doesn't play into things or your mood, your psyche? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I just, I, I kind of already set the bar so high for myself, Ariel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I honestly wasn't completely satisfied with the performance, but it was a good performance. You know, the fans enjoyed it. It was, it was a brawl, man. We, we went in there and we left it in there. It was 15 minutes of action. There were a couple little, little stall moments, but uh, it was entertaining, you know, but I want to get back to doing what I do best. And that's just flatlining people. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about fighting at home? The crowd, the buzz, Surreal. the energy. It was, it was amazing, dude. There were so many people there. Um, after my fight, I just went and walked around, and everybody was just uh, – everybody everybody stopped watching the football fight to uh. take pictures with me, so it was pretty lit. I was like, yeah, and then they kept, they kept screaming the fuck pitbull. There's doing AJ chants. I was like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You in the city, boy. You better recognize. <laughs> Is there an extra added pressure fighting at home? Nah, I love it, dude. I, I love the pressure. I love the fans. I love the friends, the family. It's, I would say it's more motivation. You know, I've, I've been in this sport my whole life. So the pressure is not really there anymore. You know, it, it would, it, for me, it's more motivation. I, I need the motivation to do what I do. If I don't have the motivation, then it's like, what am I doing this for? You know, it gets boring. What'd you think of his walkout? Who's Pipples? No, uh, Carlisle's, the Hogan one. Oh, it was- it was hilarious, okay. dude. I was sick. I kept, I was watching him in the back. I'm like, I know this outfit. I know this outfit. I'm like, where do I know this? Fucking Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Oh my God. I was like, he's funny for that one. It was lit. Okay. It was lit. You didn't think it was, I don't know, he's not taking it seriously, disrespect, you know, you, you enjoyed it. Nah, it's entertainment, dude. Like I said, at the end of the day, we, we both knew what we were going in there to do. We were going to put on a great show. Um, we have nothing but respect for each other signed some gloves for him. He signed some gloves for me, you know. Um, We prayed together, you know. We gave all the glory to the man upstairs. And uh, that's what it's all about, man. It's just coming together as athletes and uh, sharing those moments, those battles. Those those are the things we'll cherish forever. Did you throw money into the crowd? Every time. Yeah, but like, was this legit money or was this... No, it's fake. Of course it's real. Come on, man. I don't know. I don't know. Who's, I mean, I see. We in the city. I got to give back many in multiple ways. How how much is that? Uh, I think it was like four or five, honey. Wow. And a little, little slight work, little slight work, light work. 
That's nice. That's nice. Okay, so to <laughs> to make it very clear, uh, you you're going back to work. You're not taking some time off. You're not going on some trip for two weeks after the fight. You're going to the gym later today. Uh, you want to return and you want to you want that trilogy fight. Let's let's not beat around the bush. Yeah. You want the you want your belt back. I'm, I want my belt back. That's mandatory. Um, I'm taking a little vacation. I got some business out in London. I got to go handle. You know what I'm saying, Mister International. Oh, right. London. But, What's happening in London? That's my spot, man. I know, Mister International. Okay. Are you going to the Jake Paul fight against Anderson? I know that's your guy. Wait, who's my guy? Aren't you Jake? and Jake friends? No. We cool. We cordial. Yeah. Oh, okay. My bad. I guess I, I... should go train with him, huh? He probably needs some help with Anderson. Yeah. I'm gonna hit him up. I'm gonna shoot him a text today. All right. Matter of fact. All right. See, I, I'm, I might do that. That's a good idea. Wait, is London for Anthony Taylor? <laughs> you already know. Come on. This guy. This guy. All right. Well, good luck with all of that. Uh, congrats on the win. Welcome back. Uh, it was a very. I thought it was a great performance. I loved the beginning of the fight. I love how you handled that. I thought. I thought you looked great. I thought you looked great as a 55er as well. You looked big, strong, healthy. Um, so well done to you, and uh, I hope you get that trilogy fight. That's the one to make. That's the biggest fight in Bellator. I hope they don't mess this up. Bang, bang. That is the truth. Nothing but what we speak, Ariel. Nothing but what we speak. Enjoy your breakfast, my friend. Thanks for doing this early. Thank you. Peace and blessings. Have All a good right. one. There he is, AJ McKee joining us. Stressing me out. I felt like he wanted to have the meal, you know, uh, and then it's sitting there. It's getting cold. Uh, but that is 1,000% the fight to make if you're Bellator. There's no bigger fight I think that they can make right now. You know, there's fights here and there. There's uh, the Corey Anderson fight against uh, Vadim Nemkov is going to be fun. Uh, I do want to let you know that today's program is brought to you by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. UFC 300 is here. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, is giving new customers a shot to turn five buccarinos into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any UFC 300 bet. So uh, there's a lot of close fights. Jamal Hill, Alex Pereira is a close one. Um, one that is of interest to me, Kayla Harrison, Holly Holm going the distance. Um, obviously, Zhang Wei Li is a big favorite. The biggest favorite on the card is actually Bo Nickel against Cody Brundage. That may not be a surprise to you. Uh, so there's a lot of interesting things on this card. And the place to be for it all is DraftKings Sportsbook. So go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code THEMMAHOUR. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THEMMAHOUR. The crown is yours. Gambling prong call 100Gambler or in West Virginia, visit www.100gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888 888- Seven eight nine seven 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 seven, or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resorts in Kansas. Twenty-one plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire one hundred and sixty-eight hours after issuance. cdkng.com/mma.com. Yes. Uh, for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. I think they're talking about Fyodor versus Ryan Bader, but this this is a this is a legit rivalry. This is a trilogy fight. This is a big deal. So I hope they make it, and I hope they don't wait too long. Does have one fight left? Do they put him in a title fight with one fight left? Can't imagine they would. Then you've got a Medusa situation where he's throwing the belt in the uh, in the garbage. Some of you might know that reference. Alundra Blaze, great moment.
wrestling history showed up Nitro with the WWE title. Um, but I'm, I'm, cu- I'm curious. I'm curious what they do. I think they would have to re-sign him. And I think he'd be open to that, to be honest, um, before booking that fight. Interesting comments about the fight said it sucked ass, bro. So his words, not mine. So that was Saturday night as far as Bellator is concerned over at the uh, the LBC, as they say, in the LBC on a mission trying to find Mr. Warren G. Over in Las Vegas at the world's most famous Apex in front of a capacity crowd, we had Mackenzie Dern versus Yan Shanan. Hard-fought battle, but in the end, the right woman won. It was Yan Shanan. She wins via majority decision, and she is kind enough to join us right now via the Magic Kazoo. Oh, there's Leo. Leo, you told me you weren't going to be there. You said you were going to be in a different place. She just stayed here. She just stayed in Vegas for a few more days. Leo, you're and, the man. Uh, thank you. Uh, oh, thank you so much. It's great to have you both. Yan uh, Chanan, thank you so much for the, the time. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. Thank you. And, and I, and I want to be correct in the way I address her. Do you say Yan or do you say, I know Yan is her last name, right? So, or do I say Xiao Nan? Oh, she prefers to call her Yan. Okay. All right. There we go. Uh, congratulations on the win. Uh, I know you said, I saw on Instagram, you said, you know, you had been thinking about this moment. It had been a long year for you. The two losses, one of them controversial. How do you feel on the Monday after your win, maybe the biggest of your career, now that you have snapped your losing streak? So I was watching you on Instagram. You said this 我感觉还是很开心，因为我有一年都没有这么开心了，还是说就是开心，还是继续开心的。Yeah, I still feel very happy. So, like you said, the previous year I was very low because the two losses in the row. So I want the enjoy moment last longer for this victory, for this win. You deserve that. Uh, c- could you tell me how difficult the last year was for you? Like going into this fight, were you doubting yourself? Was your confidence low because the last two fights went the way in which they did? So, yeah, 也有一些压力，但是我相信我自己，因为这一年当中我做了很多的训练，大量的工作在T-Marfa。嗯，So yeah, of course, I I know this fight, the McKenzie fight is very important because I I don't want the the third losses in my record. So of course there are some extra pressure on me before the fight, but I also believe myself, uh, have confidence on myself because I know. I spend hours and hours and hours on the mat in Team of ML. I train so hard. So that makes me have the confidence on this McKenzie fight. Uh, what is it about Alpha Male that you like so much? I, I see you talk about them a lot on your Instagram as well. Why is that the right team for you and the right fit for you? Because 
So because first, everybody treated me very well in Team FML. I feel I'm, it's my home in the United States. And the second thing is I learned a lot about how to mix up striking, wrestling, and grappling together in MMA from a team for male. So I learned a lot of knowledge from the team, from the coaches. So that's why I think it's a right team for me. That's a correct uh, choice for me. When was the last time that you were back home in China? So it was the just after the Carla Esbasa fight. And then I went back to China, spent months there, and then I returned to the U.S. I think it's September last year he came to the U.S. And since then, he just, she just stayed here. Wow. Do you, do you miss your home? Do you miss your, your family back home? Yeah, of course, I miss my family over there, but my dad is here this time. So, yeah, that makes me happy and uh, makes me feel easier. But I still miss my mom and my three dogs at home in China. Uh, I read that you, you said that your father is your hero. Why is he your hero? So because my dad, he's a fan of martial arts. So, and uh, even when I was a kid, I was a very naughty girl, but he just encouraged me to fight and let me learn the, the martial arts. So you can see he brought me into this path, the, the martial arts. So, so what, you were a troublemaker? Would you get into a lot of fights? Like you say you were not eager. Like, what would you do uh, to get in trouble? Yeah, fight a lot. Very wow. often. Yeah, a lot of cut on my head. Who are you fighting? All the boys. Or the boys older than me, bigger than me. Yeah. Why? Why were you fighting them? They they, was, they bullied on me ah. when we playing some games or doing sports. I did I always did better than anybody. So they just like dislike me, just bullied me. But I yeah, I don't care. So so mainly you're no, fighting boys, not not girls. Yeah, I, I never fought with girls. <laughs> that with is a, boys. That boys. is amazing. And uh, how would you do in these fights? Like generally, would you win? Those fights with the, the yeah, boys. with the boys. How would she do? Yeah, I think I only lost one time, and then I went back home, cried to my parents, and they told me, don't cry, fight back, next time, fight back. If you don't fight back, you came home, I will 
Wow, <laughs> that is amazing. Was your dad a, a martial artist? Like, did he train as well? But no, he doesn't train, but he's just a fan of martial arts. He loved this. Wow. Place. That's and and when he watches you fight, like does he get super nervous? Is he, uh, you know, I can't imagine watching my daughter compete in a in a cage. What is he like when he's watching you compete? So, uh, he he's very nervous, more nervous than me. Yeah, each time before my fight, he does. I just saw him went to bathroom several times, several <laughs> times. I think he was more nervous than me. That is amazing. Um, a lot was made over the fact that it was a very quiet, closed-off apex. What was it like fighting in such a quiet uh, environment? Uh, 嗯，就是没有像有观众那样打那么多鸡血了，但是我对的是柔术选手，我应该更冷静。这个 I think the quiet environment was good for me for this fight particular because it's very quiet. I just told myself before the fight, okay, let's see it as a sparring. It's just a sparring, and because there is no fans, no no noise to hype up. So I can be very cautious and calm down. So that is very good to fight against a jujitsu player. You know, you should be cautious and patient and think. So that is good for me for this fight. Wow. Okay. Uh, did you have an opportunity to meet the great Mark Zuckerberg, who was in attendance? Uh,那天比赛后来咱有机会遇到那个扎克伯格吗？嗯，我没有遇到他，但是我打的时候还有结束的时候，我在笼子边，我都看到那个呃。Uh, I I didn't talk with him. I didn't met him, but he and Dana was sitting at our side. So during the the between of the rounds, when I was sitting there, I I saw him and Dana just sit on the cage side on our uh. side. I saw he posted a picture. He went to Mackenzie's locker room to take a picture. I thought you know he should have gone to the winner's locker room to take a picture with you. That's why I was wondering. 因为他看着他去邓恩那儿跟他照相，他说：“哎，他怎么没去咱这儿照张相？”所以他好奇。嗯，他是邓恩粉丝吗？应该。I don't know. Probably he is a Mackenzie's fan. Yeah. I don't know. He picked the wrong side. But probably he will be my fan after this. Yes, that's right. That's right. And I saw a lovely photo of you and Mackenzie after the fight. Um, and I know that you're both paradigm clients, so you know there's 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 somewhat of a connection there. But could you tell us about your conversation with her after the fight? Mm-hmm. 如果他有比赛，我也可以帮他备赛。我有比赛，我希望他过来帮我备赛，因为他我觉得在交流当中，他是一个很好的朋友，也是一个很好的训练伙伴。Yeah, I just told her that her jujitsu is absolutely another level. There are several moments I can feel the the threat uh, during the fight, and I just told her that uh, we are all from the same management team. So if she 
uh, we can train together in the future. So if she needs me to help her on striking or I need her to help me myself on grappling, yeah, we can just train together. And uh, I, f- I feel she is a very nice lady. Yeah, when we talk after fight, we just like talk like a friend. Mm, that is very nice. Um, your work on the ground against someone like Mackenzie was very impressive. It was really incredible to see. What are you most proud of as far as this performance is concerned? What you did out there, and especially you know defending the submission, the stuff you did on the on the ground, super impressive. But what are you most proud of as far as your performance is concerned? 从小这场比赛，其实大家都觉得你在地面上的防守做的特别好，特别亮眼，然后很多都逃出来。那你自己觉得你哪块是你觉得做的最好、最棒？我觉得是我低位的侧帅吧，侧帅给他造成了伤害，因为这次我就是主要就练低位的侧帅，控制距离。我觉得这个是我做的最好的。Yeah, the thing I'm most proud of is on on standing. So at the low kick, low side kick does hurt. Her uh, does hurt her uh, knee and leg, so I think that is I did uh, the the best during the fight. Just try to hurt her and uh, maintain the 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 distance. Were you worried that it might be a draw uh, after the fifth round? Was there any concern that it might end a draw? So, yeah, when the fifth round was over, did you feel concerned that it might be a draw after the fifth round? Was there any concern that it might end a draw? So, yeah, when the fifth round was over, did you feel concerned that it might 就很明显的拿下了，所以说我就告诉我第五回合的时候一定要挺住，不能被他锁到。就像胳膊断了或者怎么的，我肯定都不会拍垫子，我一定要守住，而且我一定要在找机会当中要站起来，我要反击。嗯 ，So uh during the fifth rounds, I know I can feel that I won the first fourth round. So I I won the first four rounds. So in the fifth rounds. Even I was on the bottom position. I was struggling with her, but my mindset is: no matter what, no tap. If I can survive through the fifth round, I win. And I also looking. Even I broke my arm, no problem. I just need to survive through the fifth round. And also looking for any opportunity I can get back, stand up. When do you go back home now? Uh, 那接下来。什么时候回家？回回国、嗯？我明天就回萨拉文托了，继续就是准备休息一段时间，完了又开始回路那个训练当中。回国的话，看看年底吧。如果年底回去要是不用隔离了，也许会回去，嗯、也许我还留在美国。嗯 ，So I will return to my home in the U.S. Sacramento tomorrow, and、uh, then have a break, and then back to training. And、uh, back to China probably end of this year or end of the Chinese year, probably just January next year.、Okay. So, which also depends on the travel restrictions there. So, let's see. Right. And、uh, as far as your next fight, like how long are you bang? I see, obviously, a bit of a black guy. But are you、uh, very hurt? Do you feel like you need some time off, or would you like to return sooner rather than later? So you 这边伤的严重，他看你脸有点，他觉得你多长时间能回归训练，然后多久能比赛再比赛？嗯，我现在伤的不严重，就是脸有点轻，后来加上赛前就是肩膀和胸口有点疼，我再看看医生，我估计一个月我就能回归了，最多。嗯、mm-hmm. ，So yeah, no big injuries, only some bruises on my uh face and my shoulder and chest has a little bit injury. So. I will go to see doctor when I back to Sacramento, 
And probably at the longest, maybe one month, I can just fully return to training. Anyone you want next as far as uh, your next opponent? Anyone comes to mind? So yeah, I will discuss with my coaches and my management team to see who is next. But there is always a name I want to fight other than I want to fight for the belt. The name is Rose Namayunas because he is, everybody recognizes she probably the best fighter in our division. So yeah, I want her. Wow. So if it was up to you, Rose next. Would be your wish. So, yeah, so I think Willie can win this that fight versus Carla Esparza because Willie is strong, is stronger than Carla. So it's gonna be very hard for Carla to try to take Willie down. Right. Okay. So you so you think that uh, she might win, and it, you you would not have any issues fighting her, right? <laughs> 然后就是我跟伟力，就你跟伟力之间如果让你们俩打，你你你抗拒吗？你有问题吗？我我没问题，也不抗拒，因为就是我们就像我说的，我跟邓恩上场，也许是那个对手，但我们下来擂台都互相
Uh, you just heard from Yan Chanan, one of the big winners from the UFC card. What about BKFC? We had the BKFC debut of Ben Rothwell, and his fight lasted 18, 19 seconds. Excuse me, I don't want to shortchange uh, Bobo O'Bannon. 19 seconds, didn't get a punch, landed on him. He came out, he starched him, an incredible debut for Big Ben. He joins us now via the Magic of Zoom. There he is, the winner. Hello, Ben. How are you? Congrats. Appreciate it. Hey, let's just jump in and talk about that whole seconds thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, I, you know, the night of the fight, I'm just taking it in, did my thing. So I've been watching the replays. And so I listened for the bell and I count. And then he's hitting the ground and I put my hands up. And if you look in the official timer, it says one minute, 57 seconds. That's three seconds. And he hits the ground. And they give him a, a, a 10 count that I can't do anything about. Well, that adds up to 13 seconds. Ah. So I don't, people are, people are making my mind. I'm like, I'm like, I don't understand math here or something. Cause it doesn't, they're saying 18, 19. I don't get it. So can you help me out? Right, listen, that's far like, be it for me. You should ask Dave <laughs> Feldman this question. Um, all I know, I, though, initially when I saw it, honestly, I thought it was like seven seconds to be honest. When I initially saw it, it's all happening so quick, but you know, Ultimately, it doesn't matter. Incredible. Could you have, like, did you even dream of a debut like that? Was was that in your, like, when you were thinking about the fight or were you, you know, were you buckling up for a long, you know, we've seen some of these fights in BK. The guys look like hell afterwards. You don't have a scratch on your face. Yeah, it, it definitely can be brutal in watching it. Um, visualization happens. You do it all the time. You're like, the fight's going to go like this. And in MMA, all the time, you think of a thousand scenarios and 1001 is the one that happens in mm. MMA. You hear guys all the time talk about it, but I came in with a huge chip on my shoulder. I had my last fight on my mind. Uh, Bobo's manager actually took it upon himself to post that fight and said, Oh, I see this is how the fight's going to go. And that made me, you know, made me pretty upset and I took it personal. So I came out, it was time, man. I said, I, I've been holding back for so long. I really feel that way. And I just came out and I said, I, I didn't care how long it was. I was going to keep throwing like that until that fight ended. I don't care if it was a minute of me throwing like that, five rounds of me throwing. I was prepared to go like that. It just, yeah, it, it was five seconds. And, uh, you know, you, you see things in your head, but it came out pretty much the way it was in my head. Yeah. You had been in the UFC for so long, now in a new promotion. What was it like? The week, did you feel like you were being treated well? Did you like the experience? Did you feel like you were home? What was it like? Yeah. David Feldman has really did something incredible with starting this. And uh, the promotion, everything, you know, I, I got, for being such a new promotion, look how many shows they're doing. I mean, yeah. they're really doing an amazing job. They're getting it out there. They're going around the world with this. They're getting it sanctioned in all the states, the United States right now. They're, they're working on a new state every month, it seems like. Uh, they're doing a really good job. And uh, it, in, in the good ways, I kind of feel like the IFL again, in, in the good ways. It, it's just cool. And I'm like, I have an opportunity to become like a superstar with these guys. And and I'm, I'm the most excited as to help help them grow this thing because this thing is this is skyrocketing i guess the coolest thing about this really i'm getting tons of everybody's excited about the knockout but for me personally the coolest thing was 
all the, the, the new people that never watched it before. Fans, my family, friends. And I'd ask them, before my fight, what'd you think? They're like, Ben, this was this was awesome. It was so exciting, man. These fights were great, man. They all got, they're all knockouts. They're all finishes. You know, um, girlfriends and wives of my buddies that watch, you know, they're like, yeah, we, <laughs> sometimes it's hard to watch MMA. We get bored, but we were watching all the fights. We were excited. Oh. And I'm like, man, that is, that is just really, really exciting for me to hear that. That and and people that come to the live event, they're even more excited. They're like, man, the way the punch hits the, the head and the sound effect. Oh, and it was just like all awesome things. And it was really exciting for me. I felt to a degree like you were also comfortable and you were back home. I I saw the walkout. It felt like the old Ben, right? Like pre uniform ufc days right you, you had the hood over your head you you did the laugh like i just felt like we got to see your character and, and, you, and you told us that this was going to happen like we we got to see this side of you again which i feel like we haven't seen for a while did you feel the same that the cloak more than anything it's like my my shield of the stupidity and the nonsense and it puts me into that mode that I truly need to get into that, that, that switch that we always talk about. And in my past fights, I didn't click into that switch. I was kind of like thinking about the fight. I became hesitant. I lost fights that I should not have lost. And it, it like I said, I really came with a chip on my shoulder and the cloak was on and the switch was flipped. And I got to be that person that you guys, the, the one that you like to see. I said, I have like a split personality. It's true. And you've seen the difference. You could see it, the aggression. And that that's a dangerous, dangerous person to have in that, that ring. So, yeah, it's a big deal for me, man. It was awesome. And, and for me, it was like a lot of kinks. You know, it was kind of reminiscent to that, that old 2015 fight, you know, kind of doing the same thing. But it was like a restart for me. And now I got, I'm excited about going forward and doing a lot more. That's for sure. Uh, right before you walked out, your, your manager and friend, Abe Kawa, was uh, filming you on Instagram Live. So it was really cool to see that perspective. You you were like right at the tunnel. And you guys were kind of standing around waiting for your cue to walk out. And it, it was, you know, a good few minutes that you were standing there, but you were su- like, you did not move. You had the hood over your head. You're wearing the cloak, the whole thing. Could you tell us what is going on in your mind in those moments as you're about to walk out? Because you were stoic. You did not budge a, an inch. It was, it was, it was in the back room. I'm allowing, you know, I, I, I got things going on in my mind. How do I click into this? And I have to visualize some pretty dark things and I don't even want to talk about it because I don't want to freak people out. But I, I'm, I go to a very dark place because I'm visualizing, I'm making things up in my head. This, this person did these things to me. He did this to my family, he, whatever. And I click into a mode and, and there it was, it was like, standing there i was all of that wow. to me i was one of the most dangerous human beings on the planet at that moment these these were the most devastating weapons in bare knuckle boxing at that moment and i just was there i took it i held on to it and carried it right into that ring have you done that for the majority of your career i mean i know you said in the the uniform days it didn't really click but do you always have you always tried to go to that dark place or if not when did that start no, honestly, since I, when I came back, so in 2015, the cloak, I did it for yeah. Matt Matrione. I was all of that. And Josh Barnett wasn't quite there. 
because because they came out they made me take the cloak off right before i walked out and it did fuck with me a little bit i was like all right and you know i got a great win against josh but i like right away in my interview i was just like ben i was like happy guy and i kind of i kind of wasn't there and i got away with it more or less and then literally the fights after that i was just ben rothwell you know, I'm going to this, think about that. I was not, I was not who you saw last Saturday. I was uh-huh. not. And it cost me deeply. I lost a lot of fights that I should have won. And, uh, it, it's always, it's going to forever bother me. Like that. I left the UFC the way I did, you know, Marcos Delima got, he got away in my mind. It's like, man, if you would have faced what was on Saturday, it'd have been a totally different story. And I'll never let that go. And I have to remember Saturday night who I am and what I am when I become that. Is that comforting yeah. to feel that again? Like when you were in that moment, feeling yes. like, right? Familiar. Yeah. It's like long time coming, man. I'm, I'm happy because I could have easily not gotten an opportunity to, to have that come out. Right, again. right. And that probably would have bothered me more than anything. What are those deep thoughts that you're talking about? The dark thoughts? What are we talking about? Here? I know you want to know, man, I but know, I want to freak people out. <laughs> how, how weird is it? Like how dark is it? It's... I, I take it to a level, man, where I'm like the I'm to a level that a person across from me is gonna be fighting for their life. Wow. That is intense. By the way, how are your hands feeling? Truthfully, I've gotten done with fights before and uh not felt the thing and been always kind of prided myself with my hard hands and I could fight again. Dude, I couldn't believe it, man. My hand was my right hand was people were trying to give me knucks yesterday, and I was like uh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they, 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 my right hand's a little sore. Wow. Uh, but it was funny is because the, the main event, Quentin Henry, eh, super nice uh, dude. That's another thing I want to say. The, the BKFC fighters, what a, what a great group of guys, man, and women too. They've all been super cool, very welcoming to me, really happy to help represent them. I For them, I want to I blow this bare-knuckle boxing through the roof. Man. I want to take it to the stratosphere because – it's a whole new group of stars we're going to create. But anyway, he made a comment. He said, yeah, they were interviewing him. And he said, well, bare knuckle, yeah, we're bare fists, but you don't, you won't throw your punches as hard. You know, guys, guys can't throw their punches hard because it's bare knuckle. And I went, what, dude? And I'm like, no, not me. I threw these things as hard as I possibly could. I didn't care. I'm going to break my hand right on your face. I don't care. And uh, I guess that's what's different about me. And that's what why that's why these things are so dangerous. I'm not pulling back at all. No. Any fear that you broke it? No, no, it's good. Okay. It's good. You're it's good. good again. It's just sore. Uh since you had so much fun, is there any part of you, maybe a crazy question, you're like, man, I wish it lasted a little longer. Like I wish I got a, a couple minutes in there, or are you okay with the three second, five second, nineteen second fight? <laughs> that was the interview, I guess, in my mind coming out. Uh, after I said, I, I, I'm, I would say there's probably more questions, you know, it was so quick. Yeah. What, what did you really see of me? You know, just, just that, that highlight reel was a whole fight. I guess that's where I was going with that. No, I don't trust me. Everybody's happy that the fight was yeah. the way it was, but I guess that's the second fight. Next guy's like, Oh, I ain't going to let Ben jump on me. He's going to move around me. It's going to go a little longer, but I'm going to end every fight like that. Like it does. I'm not going to stop. That's and, I, and if the guy's tough and can take it, then I'm going to do that for him. I'm going to do that to him for a whole minute or two minutes or however long it takes. But my conditioning is is ready, man. I'm ready for five two minute rounds. That it's almost like I'm cheating. Yeah, that's how I felt literally when I stood at the line ready with this guy. I looked across from him and I'm like, oh man, 
You don't know. Like, yeah. this is it. There's no takedowns. There's no, you can't kick me. These guys are in fucking trouble. Let me tell you. Two minute rounds. Like the last time you fought under five minute rounds. I, I mean, do you even remember? Yeah, it's unreal to yeah. think about. Yeah. Because I can go hard for five minutes straight and then I get a one minute rest. Yeah. This is like, I go two minutes, I get a whole minute rest. I'm like, oh man, this is, this is something. I can, like one of the great debuts because they invest in you. They make a big deal about you. There's probably a, a part of you that you like, you want to pay them back, right? Like you want to show that it was worth, you know, their time, their money, their investments. So like afterwards, you got to feel amazing after you got to feel like this has to be one of the most gratifying moments of your career, right? It's, it's pretty good. It, yeah. All, all of that. And that was on my shoulders, you know? Yeah. They, they're talking. I, I told one of the production guys, I'm like, yeah, this play is going to go one of two ways. Either I'm going to be a gigantic flop, so everybody can laugh about all oh, they do this hype, and you know we've seen that happen before. Yeah, tons of In times. In fact, I think it's even happened for them. Yes. you know what I mean. Yes. Or exactly what I did. I'm all of that. Everything they promoted, I'm that and more. You, and that's the way it had to be. Were you nervous before? Like more than I mean, you've done it all. You've been, you know, like you've been everywhere, but more nervous. It was. It, listen, there was nerves. They're always there. If they're not there, you should be worried but not like the UFC. Okay. There was a huge stress relief in a sense. Because like I said, once I got into the cage, I was just like, I felt, and I, Mike Tyson didn't come into my mind until after the fight. I was thinking about it. I went through, but I go, I know how he felt. He made a comment. Mike Tyson said in the back room, he's like, man, I, you feel like a little bitch. And then you start walking to the cage and you, you kind of become a boy and you get closer and you're a man. And once you get in the cage, you become this animal. I'm like, yeah, I knew exactly. That's exactly how I felt. Wow. When it you, was awesome. When do you want to return? I told him as soon as possible, but from what I'm hearing, I hope I'm not giving away too much. Uh, I heard there's a big event in February. It's going to be their knuckle mania. Okay. Uh, it, it, you know, Abraham wants to get me on that. All right. Well, congrats, Ben. Very happy for you. Great debut. Incredible stuff. That that highlight, if you missed it, it's it's all over the internet. It's, uh, I mean, it is, it is, uh, the perfect debut. I mean, I can't, you mentioned it. They've, they've signed some guys, you know, guys, gals that it didn't really work out. This can't imagine uh, them not being over the moon. So well done and continued success over there. Well, thank you very much. It's always an honor to be on. I I really appreciate the the support. You're the best. Always. Thank you, Ben. Talk to you soon. There he is. Big Ben Rothwell. Great to see the old Ben Rothwell back. Uh, You know, he had the entrance, he had the laugh, he had the whole thing. It was tremendous. Really, uh, really good for him. And uh, look, they're giving. I've said, you know, you know, the bare knuckle thing. Maybe not my favorite. Uh, I'm always gonna choose MMA beforehand, but no denying that they are giving a lot of fighters opportunities, paying well, big events. Everyone seems very happy with the way they're treated. So, um, good. It's good. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. 
so you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected, and 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The more options, the better is what I say. And uh, they seem to be, you know, giving fighters great options. So uh, very excited about what we're about to do next, my friends. On Saturday, October 8th, this Saturday... Uh, one of the biggest fights in kickboxing and certainly glory kickboxing history. It is the the end of the trilogy, the uh, the rivalry that has spanned now 14 years. Alistair Overeem, our old friend, the Reem, the Demolition Man, back in 2008, when he was fairly new to the kickboxing world, uh, beat Badrahari in a massive, massive fight and a massive, massive win. Then a year later in 2009... The great Badr Hari returned the favor and beat Alistair Overeem. Now, we know several years later, uh, shortly thereafter, Alistair went, had a phenomenal run in Strikeforce and then the UFC, and recently left the UFC and returned to kickboxing and is now with glory. And on Saturday, they will have the trilogy fight, 13 years in the making. These two guys, there's respect there, but make no mistake about it, no love lost. 13 years after their second fight, they will settle it. The war to settle the score, it will be back home in the Netherlands, a homecoming of sorts for Alistair Overeem, a massive deal, of course, for Badr as well. They're one and one. And here we are five days before Glory Collision 4. Uh, they are giving us the honor to have them both on the show at the same time in an old school face-to-face. And so without further ado, let us say hello to Alistair Overeem and Badr Hari. There they are, right here in front of us, live. Gentlemen, thank you so much, Badr. I'll say hello to you first. Uh, first time that we've had you on. It's an honor to have you on. Thank you for the time. Thank you, thank you. You're welcome. And my old friend, Alistair, how are you, sir? We've done a lot of interviews over the years, none quite like this one. It's great to see you again as well. This is a different experience. Uh, but yeah, happy to see you too, my friend. Happy to see you too. Uh, for, for the both of you, it's a great honor for us to have you. Thank you so much for the time. Um, Butter, can I, can I start with you? Uh, you know, this history, this, 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 this rivalry, this feud, whatever you want to call it, it dates back over a decade. Saturday's fight, what does it mean for you and your career, especially considering how the last seven years have gone? You know, it's been, it's been a tough road for you. What would you say this fight against Alistair means for you? Uh, yeah, for me, it's, uh, it's uh, it's a fight that uh, got uh, got uh, got history, you know. So I've I've, I've met Alistair like uh, more than a decade ago. We fought for the first time. Then the year after that, we fought again. And uh, you know, it's uh, for me, uh, it's uh, how do you say it? It's it's good that you meet people after all these years. Uh, you know, still uh, in in in, in their in top of the game, you know, still uh, fighting, still selling out arenas after all these years. So this is a big, uh, so this is a big plus that uh, we are still here after all these years, that I'm still here after all these years. Uh, he does the same. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it brings a lot of, 
nostalgic uh, feelings and uh yeah i'm ready i'm ready to fight in saturday so i'm looking forward to it alistair is this fight personal for you absolutely not absolutely not actually you know but uh, listen i love you uh i actually have my kingdom built thanks to you because i remember clearly it was you who challenged me uh to fight in the k1 and uh yeah, looking back, crazy as I am, I accepted the fight and I beat you. And that that actually fight, that that win over you, that took me into the K1. So yeah, it's been it's been awesome ever since. Uh, you know, of course, everybody in Holland is a fan of K1, and I yeah, I come got in the K1 uh, amazingly, and then in the tournament amazingly, won the thing, and now we're back here in glory. It's actually K1, but it's glory is a little bit the same. I'm ready to finish the deal. It will be our trilogy fight. So whoever takes this home can call himself king um, between us, because of course there's another fight after this, right? That's Rico. And um, yeah, this is, this is, this is it. This is the big final. So I'm very excited, very excited about Saturday. And um, yeah, I only, I, I only got love about him, man. He, he, we, we, Throughout the, re the years, we actually, we trained a little bit together. We spoke a little bit together. A lot of respect to him. He's, he's had a, a rough patch, but he's, he's shown beautiful things in the, in the ring. And, and, you know, I know his technical ability. I know, I know what he's capable of. I know what he has done. He is, um, yeah, you know, he's, he's, he's one of the guys. He's one of the, the pioneers, literally pioneers. Yeah. So it's going to be, it's going to be an awesome fight. And yeah, on my hat uh, off to, to, to butter. Alistair, let, let me follow up if I can. When did things change as far as how you felt about him? Because let's be real, early on, you know, I remember him coming into the ring after your win and dream and you guys kind of bumped each other. Like you weren't always disrespectful towards each other. You weren't always the best of friends. So when did you start to feel differently about him? Well, um, after we fought a couple of years after, this is nine years ago, we trained together and then already my attitude was different, right? Um, but it's also, it comes with age. Right with age, you learn, and it also comes down with falling, falling from your stature, right? So I've had my fall down, grace, and that humbles you, and that 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 yeah, it it, it manages you, and it just shows you, it's not about you know all that 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 blah 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 blah. It's about nothing, right? Bada is very similar to me, very similar to me. Maybe very, he's actually me, but just a different route, just a different route into the K1 into, but he's a fighter. So we have a lot of similarities and throughout the years, you see the similarities. Also his career ups and downs. I've had my ups and downs and then you can just see he's, he's, he's like me. It's the same guy, just a different path, different path, different time. So, so better. Uh, Alistair says it's not personal and, and, says he has a lot of respect for you and we believe him. Is it personal for you, this fight? Ah, you know, like I said, after all these years, uh, <laughs> you, 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 you don't see it like this. No, 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 it's not personal. It's not personal at all. You know, I just want to win this fight. You know, I just want to enjoy. Uh, you know, of course, and uh, knocking people out is, of course, the most beautiful thing in our sports. It gives uh, a feeling of uh, domination. But uh, this is just uh, the cherry on the pie, you know. But uh, for me, no, it's not personal. It's just uh, me enjoying uh, still still standing here, you know. And like you said, uh, you know, where 
where the where the rivalry changed. It, I think it changed because if you see somebody uh, fighting for all these years and you know what it takes to to be on top for all these years, it brings a lot of dedication, a lot of hard work. You have to you know push everything to the side. So you know when you're looking at the other guy that this guy has been putting in the same work as you've been doing for all these years. So I think it's difficult to not be to not be respectful for 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 this for for for, for somebody who's been fighting in this game for this long because it's like a mirror uh, looking at yourself and knowing what you should what what should happen to to be still on top after years and years and years of hard work of dedication. So yeah, of course, no, it's not personal. You know, I, I got I got I got I got uh, I got respect for 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 everything he did and. Uh, Still, you know, Saturday is Saturday. We want to win. You know, I trained hard. You know, I was I am prepared. I, I died a couple of times in my training. Um, I'm really, really, really ready and looking forward to this fight. So I'm, I'm, I'm really, really enjoying the 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 the, the, the whole trip, the whole the whole journey, and uh, can't wait to to meet uh, Alistair Saturday in his best form. You know, so uh, I, I heard that he's in his best form. So I'm I'm really looking forward, but. Uh, this is how I feel about this fight, you know. So of course there is respect, but uh, the will uh, to win is is it's it's wow, you know. So yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward. I'm and and so can I ask you a follow up about our um the first time you fought in 2008? I know part of the narrative was like, oh, you have to win to defend kickboxing's honor. You have to beat the MMA guy, and then it didn't go your way, and then you have to exact revenge. 13 years later, do you still feel that way or do you view Alistair as a kickboxing peer? Is he not the MMA guy anymore to uh, you? No, you, no, you, can, you, cannot, you, cannot, you cannot see him like this anymore. <laughs> he won the K1. <laughs> so you cannot say that he, uh, he doesn't have uh, the kickboxing ability. You know, the first time I fought him, I really, really surprised me. So, uh, you know, uh, I came uh, out of a tournament uh, two, three weeks before and they called me like, hey, you can fight on Dynamite. You fight Alistair. I was like, Alistair, this guy don't know how to kickbox. Just bring him. So, uh, so he, he really, really surprised me. And not only me, he surprised a lot of veterans of the K1. And like I said, he won. He won the K1. So that that was, yeah, it was amazing. Uh, so that, that was a good job. But so, uh, but, but the second time I fought him, I was like, okay, this guy can kickbox. So I just have to be on my A game. And two years later, yeah, of course, I'm, no, no, this is not a guy that I would say, uh, no, no, he's, he's, a, he's a kickboxer. And, with 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 like fucking good wrestling skills, but yeah, he's a, he's a kickboxer. So this is the way I see him, and this is the way I, I will handle him on Saturday. You know, so there is no, uh, he, <laughs> I will not make the mistake I made uh, the first fight. He is a he's a, he's a, he's a a a class stand up fighter. So uh, I will bring my A game. Uh, Alistair, first fight you get the big finish. Second fight he gets the big finish. In in your opinion, what's the difference between the two fights? What did you do wrong in the second fight that you need to do in the third, much like you did in the first? Oh, we lost your uh, we lost your audio, Alistair. We don't hear you. Stand by. Okay, I don't know if that's on our end or or his end. Butter, you didn't hear him either, right? No, no, I didn't hear him. Yeah, it might be his uh his microphone. So while maybe, maybe, maybe better, maybe better, maybe better. You don't hear. Uh, <laughs> uh, can you hear us, Alistair? Yeah, he can hear he can hear us, but uh, we can't hear you. Maybe it's the the microphone that you're using or the, the Zoom. Um, in the meantime, Butter, can I ask you the same question? What was the difference between the second fight and the first fight? You got the win in the second fight. He shocked you in the first. In your opinion, what was the difference? 
Yeah, like I said, I was surprised. You know, the first fight, I, I, like I said, I was, I was fighting the K1 tournament like uh, first week of December, and the last week of December they asked me to to fight Elisa. So I was not, I was not like really, you know, you just been to a hard tournament, had three fights in a night, and then two weeks later to fight again. And like I said, I, I wasn't, I really underestimated him a lot. I was like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this easily. You know, I just fought three top guys from K from the K1. I, I, I smashed them. And then with him, I was like, I really just underestimated him a lot. So he surprised me. And uh, yeah, lesson learned, you know, I was young and, uh, you know, your ego is like, wow. And you think you can handle him like super easy. And I didn't. So yeah, yeah, we hear you, yes. Alistair. Yeah. Oh, wow. You interrupted him. That's not respectful, Alistair. I just want to let you know that was very disrespectful. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. <laughs> this is way too much. I wasn't expecting all this love and uh, kumbaya. It feels like you guys are going to hug each other. No, 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 no. Listen, listen, you know, they, you, you shouldn't uh, mix things up, you know, because uh, at the end, uh, we are uh, killers, you know? Yeah, yeah. This is, uh, this is uh, at the end of the road, if you stand, if we are there Saturday, October 8th, and he punched you in the face, or I punch him in the face. Uh, <laughs> That's right. All this is gone, you know, you, you know, this is, this is, this is who you are if you are a fighter. You can be respectful, but it doesn't say nothing about uh, the rivalry between uh, me and him. The moment he starts kicking me and trying to hurt me, I uh, believe me, I will, uh, I will, uh, I will do everything to, 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 to finish him. So this is, uh, this is, this is. Don't get confused, you know. Okay. This is just respect for somebody who is. Uh, I get it for sure. Who is, uh, who, who, yeah, yeah, he's too, too, too long in the game to, to disrespect him, you know. But uh, there has nothing to say with. Uh, this has nothing to. Uh, don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not worried. I'm not worried. Let, let me ask you that question again, Alistair. Difference between the first and second fight, in your opinion. And so, uh, you know me longer than today, right? So I don't yeah. really talk about uh, game plan stuff. I never really did that, right? No, but, no. but in short, to give a answer, I just need to flow and I need, just, just need to fight my game. Right? Okay. And that's what fighting is about, right? You're fighting your game. You're flowing. So I keep it nice uh, and in the middle. Did you, did you feel like he, you know, underestimated you going to the first fight, didn't respect, didn't really train hard enough, didn't really take you seriously. That's He just said that. He admitted that. Did you feel that going into that first fight? Well, um, he just came from the tournament, which was a lot rough patch, right? Because you have three fights in a night. And um, also, the the I remember the finals was negative, right? Uh, with the Remy Bonyanski thing, he... he Pretend to kind of not be able to continue, but in the end, in interviews, like, ha, I wanted it. Yeah, so it's, so there's, you know, and that I think it was, was his, there was his second K1. So there's like, a, you know, I've fought two K1 tournaments. The world is coming at you. So looking back in hindsight, that that timing was just perfect for that victory. And then Bader wanted the revenge. So that was the perfect timing for him a year later. So again, you know, we, we, we had these fights. We, it was world headlines. It was history, literally. It was cool. Everybody was talking about it. I believe uh, this Saturday is likewise. Everybody's talking about it. And um, yeah, let's get the show on the road. Alistair, what is your assessment of the state of his career right now? Like I said, it's been seven years since his last win. Some tough fights. The last one, controversial, ended prematurely because of that that whole riot in Belgium. But based on what you're seeing out of Bowder right now, how would you assess the state of his career? Well, um, it's not it's not positive so so what i see is is that there's uh problems and um listen i've had also these rough patches his rough patches is very big it's very long to me that 
that is telling me some stuff, but I'm not going to share that on the show. Um, but I have also had rough patch and, and for me, it's always, I have to look inside myself and I always figured it out and always came back stronger. Right. And, um, yeah, that that is something I would like to sit down with, but but I would like to sit down with you after to 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 talk about it, but not on the show. That's like that's like uh, yeah, not before the fight even, right? That's between uh, that that's for him to deal with. He needs to figure that out. But um, as a fighter, you always want to have success. Um, I've had rough patches. Rough patch does not make you happy as a fighter because you want to have success in what you're doing. So um, yeah, do you agree with that? I mean, based on what he said there, butter. Do you, do you feel like there's something that needs to be fixed? It's not positive, the things that he said. I mean, the record is the record, but based on the performances. I, you know, if you see if you see the fights that I've been fighting, let's talk honesty. You know, I've been dominating all these fights. So it's not like I was getting beat up and getting beat up and getting beat up. I was dominating Rico. I was dominating him again. I was dominating these other guys. You know, okay, so I lost once or twice. Ah, bro, I don't give a shit about that. Bro, listen, you know what it is? Fighting, every fight is, is a fight on itself. You know, it does, it's, you know, for me, if I win or lose, I just close that chapter and I go on to the, on, on to the next one. You know, I know because I know if, it keep, if you keep fighting your head, like even if it's a win or a lose, you know, look, look, look what happened when I, when I was thinking about Ellis's first fight. I came, I was uh, victorious. I had a great K1 uh, finals. I beat two guys. I got disqualified. I was on top of the world. I was like, yeah, man, I'm going to get, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to beat this guy quickly. Look what happens. Bam. So even if you win, it's not good to take your fight with you. You know, of course, it, it gives you some... Uh, it gives you some uh, confidence. But bro, believe me, after more than 100 fights, even if I lose five, six, seven in a row, I'm still confident because I know what I did and what I can do, you know? So uh, I don't worry about my confidence. Don't worry about my fighting. You know? So I'll serve... It sounds like he doesn't agree with your assessment. Is that is that a, a warning sign for you? No, no, no. It's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not that I, I don't. I understand what he says, but for me, it's different. So that's the only thing what I say. You know, I understand what he okay. says because, uh, but it's it's I'm different. You know, but yeah, let's have this talk after this fight. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm always willing. What What do you make of his response to that question, Alistair? That um, you know, again, I don't want to talk too much. Well, you're making me talk too much. Well, I mean, we're now here to talk about a fight. We're not here to talk about a picnic, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> okay, so, so there's, there's clearly some things that I see that the brother's not seeing, which uh, just, you know, makes my confidence increase for Saturday. Okay. That's just what I can say. Uh, I, I heard in the press conference, the pre-fight press conference, uh, he said that he is going to come out aggressively. He's not going to be defensive. His best defense is his offense. And that he said, and this is something that Bader said in the press conference, uh, we all know how he handles fighters who pressure him. So it sounds to me like he's going to come at you. Do you believe that he's going to come at you, you know, full force right off the bat? I absolutely believe what, what, what he says. Yeah, of course. Uh, he only, like Bader is only, uh, his best weapon is his attack, is his offense. So if he wants to do that, uh, that is his best bet. Right? So, yeah, I absolutely believe that. And why would he not? Uh, can I ask you about her? How does Alistair handle fighters who pressure him? Like, what's your what's your read on the way he, he handles or how he handles those situations and those fighters, those moments? 
I think it's the same so for everybody. A lot of guys don't like to be pressured. You know, there is there is none. There is no fighter that likes to be pressured. No one. No one. It's not. Uh, nobody wants to be on his back feet, getting punched and kicked. So uh, you will have to do something. But uh, for me, like I said, you know, my offense, my defense, and I will keep offensive and I will keep offensive and I will keep. You know, I will touch him once. <laughs> just need one. So, you know, this is uh, what happened in all my fights. I, I just need to touch you one time. That's it, one time. Uh, Alistair's last kickboxing bout was in 2010. Do you feel that works to your advantage? I mean, it's been 12 years. Obviously, he's fighting. He's active. He's fighting the best. But the fact that he's not doing kickboxing as much as you were. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, he's, no, no. I don't, I don't underestimate him. No, he's a fighter. No, he, he stand up or uh, even on the ground. Uh, you know, he, you see, I saw him in his, in his last fights. He's, he's, he's a stand-up fighter. He can... This is his base, you know, he comes from Lucian Carbine. He's been in this game for so long. He got the basics. So, uh, no, no, I, no, no, I don't underestimate his uh, standing up skills or his kickboxing skills. Uh, what about for you, Alistair? It's, it's, been, uh, two... it, it, it's been almost two years since your last fight, Alistair. 2021, February was crazy. Yeah, it's, it's been, been a minute. But again, you know, eager to get back in there. Shape is tre tremendous, uh, phenomenal. Yeah, I just hungry to get back in there. And yes, last fight was a, was a bit ago, but uh, you know you're you're fighting in the gym, right? Just sparring in the gym, so it's not like there's no activity. It's not like sure. I'm lying on the couch. I always train. I always diet. Um, I turned everything up, not one but five notches for this fight, and we're probably going to turn it up two more for the Rico fight. Not working ahead of things, but but I, I do believe I'm going to come out this victorious with everything I have. And um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Have it's you been interesting Saturday? Have you been told that if you win this fight on Saturday, you're getting Rico, the heavyweight champion of Glory? Well, to be honest, Rico was going to be there. Um, the, the, this was going to be the Rico fight, but Rico yeah. had, uh, yeah, he's doing his own thing, right? His own event. So technically, there's a funny thing because you're supposed to defend your title once a year, and it's been then. When was his last fight? This was Ben Sadiq. November, right? Yeah. So technically, it's been almost a year. Yeah. It is for the belt. So technically, if I win this one, then I am the glory. What? Have they said that, or are you just making this up? <laughs> <laughs> you'll have your own belt. That's fine. Uh, have you been told the same, Butter, that you'll get a crack at uh, Rico once again if if you beat Alistair on Saturday? Bro, I'm not interested in uh, any of those fights. I'm just focusing on Saturday. You know, that's it. Okay. And what happened will happen, uh, you know. You know, with fights, it's one one of one 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 at a time. You know, it's one at a time. So uh, let me see Saturday first. Let me, you know, let me give hell. If it's necessary, let's go through hell. And you know, that's it. You know, one 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 fight at a time, bro. One fight at a time. You know, I'm not, I've got my lessons. One fight at a time. So Saturday, October eight. Let me win this fight, and then after that, uh, you know, I'm following the belt. So I, I don't. I, it's it's Rico or whoever got that belt. I'm just following the belt, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, Alistair, considering you haven't fought in, in almost two years at all, but considering it's been 12 years since your last kickboxing bout, and, you know, you're with the new promotion now, Glory, this is a big deal, it's in the Netherlands, uh, thousands upon thousands of people expected. Any more nerves for this one? You know, you fought on the highest levels, Saitama, Tokyo, UFC, Brock Lesnar, but this is a big deal for you in the state of your career. Do you feel a little I'm more anxious? Only excitement. Listen, I did my homework and I improved. And and we, we turned everything up, not one but five notches. So we're there. 
we're there for the win. I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm 40 years old, but the best shape is now. And uh, just just excitement, just excitement. Listen, there'll be there'll be some tension. There'll be some adrenaline boiling, right? Because you know you're gonna you know there's gonna be some yeah collision collision four. But uh, yeah, I did my homework. I okay. know what I'm bringing. And and butter, you you were very honest about your plan of attack. You're gonna go out there. You're gonna be offensive. You're gonna pressure him. What are you expecting from Alistair, especially in the early portions of this fight? I will have to fight back. <laughs> we have to fight back, bro. This is the only way. Bro, he pressure. He needs. He needs. He needs to do something. Ah, bro, let's just fight. You know. You know. I've been in this game for so long. It's just fighting. It's nothing special. It's just fighting. So just let us go. And you know, it will. Uh, you know, everybody got a plan. Bobby, Bob, we're gonna do this. We're gonna test it. But believe me, when uh, when it goes down, it goes down. You know, first you fight with your head, then you fight with your heart. So. Do you still love the game as much as you did 10 years ago, Bader? Do you, do you still get the same feelings before the fight as you did a decade ago? Yeah, yeah. There's the only reason why I'm still fighting. You know, if, if I don't like fighting, I stop. You know, I'm, uh, I'm good. It's, it's, not, it's not I'm fighting because I have to. I'm really fighting because I still want to, you know. So if uh, the, the moment I don't like it, I will say goodbye, enjoy my five kids, my life. Salam alaikum. <laughs> and and Alistair, was this your idea to fight him again? Was it Glory's idea? How was this presented to you? Well, uh, I was again. I was going to fight Rico. Remember? Yeah. And yeah. Then Rico is doing dancing uh, with the stars, whatever, dancing on ice. Brother wanted to fight me. So, because because to be honest, brother, listen, I I like you. I mean, we're not friends or anything, but there's a respect there. But. Yeah, you're you're not on the greatest track, right? So I was not going to challenge a wounded animal. But yeah, you wanted this fight, and then yeah, okay, let's go. Because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say no. Yeah, that's also how I. Uh, listen, I'm let me let me let me let, bro, let me let me cut you there. Listen, I was uh, I don't know how this fight happened, but it was not me challenging you. Uh, Glory just made it happen. Do you want to fight Alistair? I said yes. So I don't know who informed you, but you were misinformed. Uh, so it's it's not me who challenge you, but you know, bro, I'm 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 like any fighter. If you tell me you want to fight Ellison, I'm like, yeah, bring him. So it's not me challenging you. It's Glory. They pay me. So they ask me, do you want to fight Ellison? I say yes. You know, this is the only way to become uh, great. So uh, and, you know, a wounded, yeah, bro. But a wounded lion is still a lion, bro. So you know, <laughs> let's see. But it's not me who challenge you. You were misinformed. But like I said, I don't duck fights. So when they ask me. Alistair, I was like, yeah, bring him. So uh, I think you you have done the same. So, so you know, so just I don't I just don't think it's I just I just think it was misinformation. Promoters did a good job because promoters always do this, right? Hey, that guy want to fight you, and then after <laughs> now, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, but listen, at the, at the end, it doesn't matter, you know, because at the end, I want to fight you, you know. So if if he, if so, it's this is our game. We're in the fighting game. We're not in a picking your. Opponents, let me do this one, this one, yes, this one, no, this one, yes. You know, I'm not looking for a dress, you know, I'm, I'm just looking for fights. And if, so this is how it went, you know. So I'm happy this fight's going to happen. Uh, I don't care how it happened. I'm just happy it's going to happen. I'm happy I'm going to see you on Saturday. You know, I'm in the best shape. Uh, so, you know, let's let's give the fans what they come for, you know. Let's give them some 2000, what year was it? 2008, Nine, 2009. 10. I mean, a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, there's electricity there, you know, yeah, man. Uh, Alistair, you believe it, him? You, know? you believe that he didn't ask for you? Yeah, listen, if I say something, it's true. Uh, 
<laughs> if I well, say I'm something, it's true. Imagine, dude, that you always are. At least you're doing it in a, in yeah, a okay. interface. <laughs> I know it all. Okay. And but like I said, you know, the fight is on. This is the only thing what, what matters, you know, so that's it. Uh, Alistair, who do you expect to be the fan favorite in the fight in the Netherlands, this massive arena? Who do you think the fans will be? You think, you, Bader says himself, you think you'll get the bigger pop, Bader? No, he, you know, he's been fighting in the States for like so many years. So he's been out of the picture for a long time. And you, he knows, he knows, he knows my fan base in, 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 in the Netherlands, you know. But and believe me, they only come for a spectacular fight. And this is what we should give them. And of course, they want me to win. But he knows. He, he's been gone for a long time. So, you know, get, it's, it's one plus one is two, you know, it's common sense. <laughs> you agree with that, Alistair? I, I'm not saying I don't believe you, Butter. I don't want you to get mad at me, but I just want to know uh, if he agrees. <laughs> if he agrees. Uh, what do you think? I just, I just know that, the, that the, there's a lot of love, you know, everywhere I go. I'm in the streets. I go get some, fill up my car with gasoline. I go to the grocery store. There's a lot of interest in this fight. There's a lot of recognition everywhere. Butter, of course, well-known figure. I'm a well-known figure. And, um, yeah, two opposites, right? And then Rico would be the third, and that's what exactly what you need to make to build a big fight. So that's yeah. that's what's right on the Saturday. Well, I can't wait. This is very special. Can we end on this, Alistair? Any any final words for uh, for your opponent, Butter, who you'll be meeting in five days? Anything you want to say to him? Rare opportunity here to have you both on at the same time. What would you like to say to Butter? Listen, brother, uh, I love you. Saturday fight, and we'll talk after. We'll drink a tea or we'll drink a juice or whatever. Oh. I don't do alcohol, but but we'll talk and we'll hug and uh, we'll figure it out. Can I be there when you guys have? I mean, I, I feel like that that little chat is going to be super fast. Can I come or am I not invited? Of course you're invited. Come on, man. Okay, you're, okay. you're always invited. Well, you're always doing that to yourself. By the way, what <laughs> happened to your pro wrestling debut, Alistair? I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea. All right, fair enough. But, Butter, anything you want to say to Alistair before we go? Bro, I'm just uh, very happy that this uh, fight is going to happen. And, uh, you know, I uh, wish him the best of luck. And uh, the most important thing is uh, that we, uh, you know, our health uh, goes first uh, before everything. So I wish everybody a healthy fight. And uh, that's it, bro. And just, you know, just be ready, Alistair. Be ready. You know, I'm ready. So be ready. So uh, that's it, brother. Can't wait. Thank you, guys. Assalamu alaikum. Salam alaikum. Thank you so much, Alistair. You're the man. Appreciate it. Glory Collision 4. How about those two kickboxing combat sports legends joining us? Badr Hari and Alistair Overeem. I mean, that's big time stuff. There are a million bad ways to start your morning off. The no coffee traffic jam. The soggy morning jog. The why is the dog taking so long? Just go already walk. But you can unleash your ideal day with a perfect shower using Method hair care products. Designed with high-quality ingredients, Method's new range of shampoos and conditioners will give your hair undeniable softness and shine. And hey, if you're a night shower kind of person, that's great too. Try pure peace infused with peony, rose water, and quinoa protein. Or Simply Nourish, crafted with coconut, rice milk, and shea butter. Or Daily Zen, made with cucumber, seaweed, and green tea. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. Shop methodproducts.com. Isn't your crook back there? Yeah, he is. Yeah, I he's mean, back here. I feel like 
if someone appreciated that, it's near Crick. That's Butterhari and Alistair Overeem. That's royalty. Um, he was needs he... a minute. Oh, Jesus. I mean, what, what was he doing? Is he is he hosing himself he's working. off? Uh, that's a big deal. I just wanted to get. I wanted to get like. I mean, he's a kickboxing aficionado. He used to do PR for. Uh, he says nope later. Nope later. Okay, sorry. Kind of stick a pen in it. Jeez, sorry about that. Um, that was really cool. That was really really cool. Really enjoyed that, and I can't wait. It's over on. Um, let's see if I can get it here. What's that? Can you tell me what that? He told me the, uh, what is the uh, the website? It's Glory Kickboxing. There it is. If you go to glorykickboxing.com here in the United States, uh, that's where you can order the pay-per-view. And you could also get the, uh, you could also buy tickets if you're in the, in the region. Also, I want to let you know, oh, there it is. Look at that. Glory Collision 4 this Saturday. In uh, the Netherlands, I'm gonna. Ch- should I try to pronounce the location? Absolutely. Arnhem, Arnhem, at the Gerdeldom, I believe it is. Nailed it. Also, our good friend Tiffany Van Sus, Tiffany Timebomb, first ever women's co-main event in Glory history for the Glory Women's Super Bantamweight Championship. Uh, she's going to be on the card. Friend of the program, in fact. She's right here. She gave us this back in the day. There she is, Tiffany Timebomb, going up against Sarah Musadak. She is a legend as far as the kickboxing game is concerned. And uh, very cool to have Hari on the program. Uh, I said this on Twitter. No UFC, no Bellator, no PFL, no major MMA this Saturday. But if you're a fan of fun combat sports, there is something for everyone. You've got Glory Collision 4, Headlined by Badr Hari versus Alistair Overeem 3. Afternoon, I think the pay-per-view starts at 2 p.m. here in the United States. You also have Chris Eubank Jr. against Connor Ben. Their fathers, Chris Eubank Sr. and Nigel Ben, I mean, absolute legends and rivals in their own right, fought a couple times in, in England back in the day, the biggest fights in British boxing history. Now the Suns are fighting. That's going to be on DAZN on Saturday. That's incredible. And then we cap off the night with WWE Extreme Rules in Philly, the home of hardcore, and one of the highly anticipated matches on that card, first reported by Ariel Helwani, Seth Rollins versus Matt Riddle in a fight pit match with special guest referee Daniel Cormier. I mean, what an announcement. And I believe DC is going to be on Raw tonight. I have more that I want to say about this. And I just want to let you all know, they actually came to me first to be the referee, but I turned it down and, and that's, why he got the, that's why he got the gig, because I turned it down. I'm kidding, of course. That's an inside joke from last year. This is incredible. He's a longtime fan. And we've talked about him doing something in the world of pro wrestling for so many years. And it's the perfect move. There's a lot of layers to this. Matt Riddle, former UFC fighter. There's a brotherhood there. They're part of a fraternity. However, he had a falling out with DC's boy, Dana White. So, you know, where's the allegiance? Is he a Dana guy where he doesn't like Riddle? Or is he a Riddle guy because they both fought in the octagon? Oh, by the way, Matt Riddle beat John Jones twice 
in high school. Happy about that? Jealous about that? Whose side is he on? Oh, by the way, Seth Rollins, he's a huge mark of Seth Rollins. In fact, he was at WrestleMania in Santa Clara when Seth Rollins cashed in Money in the Bank, won the title, and there's footage that we even have on MMA Fighting. You can look it up right now on YouTube where he's freaking out, holding up the T-shirt. He's there with our mutual friend Andy Mayer going crazy up in the nosebleeds. So what? I mean... Is he actually unbiased? I mean, I got a lot of questions. I've got a lot of questions that have yet to be answered here. Whose side is he on? Is he on the UFC's guys, UFC guys' side? Is he on the Seth Rollins side? Is he going to call it down the middle like Ken Shamrock did back in the day? Whose side is he on? Regardless, I can't wait to see how it all plays out. Also, does this lead to other stuff? Does this finally lead to DC versus Brock Lesnar? We all remember what happened. Back in the day, does it finally lead to that showdown? Dream match. Does it lead to DC showing up at WrestleMania against Brock Lesnar? Does it lead to DC calling in his boy, Heelwani, for some backup? Does it lead to DC versus Booker T? Does it lead to DC versus Roman Reigns? I mean, the possibilities are endless. And... uh I'm very excited for him. I will not be there. A lot of people asking me if I'll be there in attendance. I've got a big weekend myself. Did you guys hear about my big weekend coming up? It actually got bigger. Oh, really? I don't know if you heard this. Uh, it's it's being dubbed the Hawani Homecoming. This Sunday, Orchard Park, New York, Western New York, Buffalo, New York. First place Bills going up against Pittsburgh Steelers. Hot off a massive come-from-behind victory, a gut-check victory, a bounce-back victory, a dig-down-deep victory over the lowly Baltimore Ravens on the road. Massive deficit. Huge buzzer-beater win. Last-second win, field goal. You know the drill. Helwani, the whole family going to be there. believe we're going to be right behind the Bills bench, so if you're watching the game, look out for my big schnozola. But not only that, so my first time, I've been a Bills fan for 32 years. 1990, I watched them in the Super Bowl. Technically, it was 91, but 90 season. Watched them in the Super Bowl against the Giants. Saw Wide Right, saw Scott Norwood. Watched the whole game at my uncle's house. Fell in love with Thurman Thomas. Fell in love with Jim Kelly. Fell in love with Bruce Smith, the whole squad. Marv Levy, of course, former Montreal Alouette head coach. That was my team. Never been to a home game. Been to a couple road games. Never a home game. Finally going to be in attendance on Sunday. I can't really believe it. Like, never in my life have I been able to say the next Bills game is going to be one that I'm going to be attending at home. Like, I can't really digest that, process that. But now the weekend's gotten even better because my Toronto Blue Jays, okay, Blue Jays, it appears, crossing fingers, knock on wood, it appears as though they're going to be hosting uh, the wild card round, first round of the playoffs, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I made the executive decision last night that we are going to Toronto first. And if they, in fact, host this weekend, we're going to go to the game on Saturday and then drive to Buffalo two hours away and go to the Bills game on Sunday. I mean, this is shaping up to be one of the all-time great weekends of my life. Any thoughts? Does anyone want to weigh in on this? It sounds unbelievable. I mean, this is I feel like this is a weekend that you would appreciate. Yeah. I mean, this is like a dream weekend. Now, 
we can't get too far ahead of ourselves I know. just in case if there's I if know. losing goes on with the teams it could it could sour it but it has the potential it has, it the has potential. potential to be just <laughs> incredible a, a bills home game on sunday and prior the to that Steelers, which they which you know they knocking made the, on wood here they they should be able to win that game aren't they like a minus 13 favorite or something like that it'll probably be something like that i mean Steelers lost to the jets yesterday lost to the jets made the switch rookie quarterback yada yada we're at home haven't been home i mean four games only one home game revved and ready to go but then a Blue Jay playoff game, a home playoff game against either the Rays or the Mariners. I can't decide which I'm more jealous of. I mean, that Blue Jays yeah. game is going to be amazing. It's going to be incredible. I haven't bought the tickets yet. I looked on StubHub. There's a bunch of tickets. Pretty pricey because at this point, you know, the first two games are guaranteed. You know, they do the new wildcard thing now where it's like a three-game series, but all three games are at the the, the higher seeds yeah. home field. So I think a lot of people bought game one and two because those are guaranteed. Um, but I'm going for it. So last night made the executive decision, said, fam, we're going to Toronto first. First time for my kids in Toronto. We always go to Montreal, of course. We're going to fly to Toronto on Friday. God willing, get in there safe and sound. Saturday, hopefully they're hosting because the magic number is two, but I think they're three and a half up. I, I th- it seems like it's a a, a, a good bet. We get the Saturday game in. We drive to Buffalo. Then check out maybe a Niagara Falls or two on Sunday. Wow. I mean, on Monday, we're off. Making an entire... I mean, I mean this, this is, is big. an extended weekend. Uh, what was the reaction from the fam? Hype? Uh, yeah, super hype. I mean, told my wife, listen, you could stay home for the Blue Jay game. It'll be me and the boys, meaning stay behind. Obviously, we're not going to be home. We have friends in Toronto. Asking a lot of her to go to a Blue Jays playoff game and a Bills game on Sunday. She's not the biggest sports fan, to put it mildly. I mean, I had to go to a bowling alley yesterday during the game. Let's not get into it. A little weird. That's why you watch the game. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God for Sunday ticket on the phone. Um, But we're hyped. Everyone's hyped. I mean, the boys are especially hyped because I got them into the Blue Jays this year. Bo Bichette, Vladdy, we went to the Yankee game. We met Alec Manoa. Um, I mean, this is big business. This is big business right here. Blue Jay, I mean, so yeah. In case you're wondering what I'll be doing, so everyone's asking me, are you going to be at the uh, at the Extreme Rules event in Philly? Ordinarily, I would have made the drive two hours, see my boy DC. If he needs some backup to lay down the law, I would have happily been there gratis on the house, even though they didn't cut a deal with me. And let's be honest, I'm the one who carried that show for a year and a half, two years, but no harm, no foul. He's the former champ. I'm not. I'm busy. Okay. If you want me on Saturday at Extreme Rules, guess what? I'll be at a playoff game, <laughs> unless we don't, you know, clinch and then we've got problems. By the way, I just noticed I've got my Leon Edwards card. Who gave us this, by the way? That was the lovely people at Card Museum ATL, Colton Ford. Shout out to him. Oh, Very in Atlanta. Yeah, in Atlanta. That was wow. that was hype. He sent me a bunch of cards. That was fantastic. A few boxes. Shout out to him. Follow him on Instagram, Card Museum ATL. And then uh, the Bowie Brothers, Bowie Brothers Breaks. They also sent me some cards, too. Uh, and some hot sauce. So shout out to them. I mean, unbelievably nice stuff. Did not have to do that. You mentioned big business, though. We got big big business on the, uh, yeah. on the line. We got Bo Nickel here. I made a joke, and thank you to them for this. We got a Leon Edwards card right over there. I made a joke with, uh, a joke with Bo uh, last week. He He's such a great texter. Like, he responds within a minute or two. And I said, I'm giving him one or two more fights before he'll tell me, like, go through my manager or not even reply. That's probably in, like, four or five fights. And then you'll say he'll not 
come on anymore because he's too big time and he's got title fights and stuff like that. But for now, we have to revel. But it's already starting, guys, because he's late. So it's already starting. The superstardom is already seeping in. We we have found him. He is here. There, you see, it's it's. I predicted this, Bo. Right? Did I not predict this? Ariel, man, you're crazy, bro. <laughs> you you want to know I was late? You tell wanna me. know I was late? Tell me, tell me. I was I was meeting with my strength conditioning coach, Sam Calavita. He does my strength conditioning nutrition with Training Lab, and I'm already getting ready for this next fight. So that's that's. I was a few minutes late. My meeting with him ran long, planning, you know, this next cycle. So that's uh, that's why. I just like to, but this is going to happen, by the way. Like, you know, there was once a time, hey, Connor, you want to come on? I I had to like tell him, hey, we've had you on too many times. Now, you know, you're reaching that. And by the way, this is a compliment. I'm giving you a compliment. I'm saying this is what's to come. There's soon going to be a time where you won't text me back. So I'm appreciating it now because I've been around the block. I'm an old guy. I've seen this happen. You're you're wide-eyed, you're fresh-faced. Soon you'll be like, yeah, hit up Abe. Yeah, we can't do it. Uh, I I appreciate that compliment. That means a lot. But I also think, you know, you, you don't know me too well. Like a lot of these other dudes, you know, they they catch this fame, you know, in in a year long time span or 18 months or something. And they don't know what to do with themselves. And for me, it's been you know more of a slow build. Like, I mean, I I've been dealing with media since I was 18, having, you know, 40, 50 reporters in the wrestling room at a time, you know, every Tuesday. That was normal for us. So, you know, for me, I appreciate I'll never forget. You brought me on your show when I had zero MMA fights, no amateur fights, I hadn't even trained. So I won't forget that type of stuff. Um, yeah, but no, most of these other guys don't know how to handle it. And I think I've been well prepared. Fair enough. Uh, in, in a way, is it weird like that you are kind of being treated like this rookie, even though when I see you at the Apex, and we were talking about this last week on the show, this must be like a walk in the park compared to where you've competed, the level you competed, the crowds. We think that this is a big deal, but for you, I know it's a new sport and all. All this is like super, super easy in terms of pressure and tension, right? I wouldn't say it's super easy because, I mean, you're, you're getting into a fight at the end of the day. Like, that's not like uh, something to take lightly, but I do feel like very well prepared for it. I mean, if you've seen, you know, my, my last opponent had eight professional fights. Like, this is my third professional fight. And I'm way like, it's not, it's nine day, like as far as like who's more relaxed and poised in there. And I think that's how it's going to be with, you know, most guys I fight continuing on just because I do have that experience. So, you know, it's not necessarily that there's no pressure or that it's you know not as big as what I'm used to. It's more just like I've built up to this moment and I've had all these, you know, hundreds of matches and experience that I take with me every single time I, I do go into compete. Um, let's say like when we spoke before you even train amateur debut, all that stuff, if we would have said, all right, let's map out the first couple fights, the first year as a pro, could you have predicted this, that this would go like the length of the fights, the buzz, the hype, did you think, or is this kind of surprising you as well? It's, it's somewhat surprising. I would say the most surprising thing, it's not how the fights are going. It's just that, you know, in my second professional fight, I'm fighting on, you know, contender series. And obviously, you know, I'm going to be fighting in my fourth pro fight in a UFC event, you know? And so that's, that's what to me is a little, um, unexpected because I expected to get, you know, seven, eight, nine pro fights before getting to this point. And, um, not that my, skills and that i wasn't ready to do that i just kind of expected to not get as much buzz and not get as uh you know i didn't expect the ufc to want to sign me right away and to bring me in 
because of my lack of experience. I expected to get more, but I'm, I felt like as far as how the fights went, that's pretty much as I expected. You know, I think at the end of the day, I expect to beat anybody I go out there and compete against and not only beat them, but dismantle them quickly, um, especially at this stage in my career. You know, not that that's going to happen every time, but I know that there's always that possibility. Now that you're officially in, can can you shoot straight with us? You were in before the last fight, right? I mean, that was all work, right? You know, I I earned my way. I earned my way in. You know, I had to do two <laughs> fights on contend, and uh, that was just part of my trajectory, part of my plan. And um, you know, I, I think people people all make a big deal about it, but it was good for me. It was good for the UFC. It was good for everybody. You know, I I needed more experience. I needed more fights. I can't sign to the UFC and then pull dudes off regional rosters and, and right. fight those guys on UFC cards. So, you know, I, I needed two fights on contenders. Obviously they were, they went well and as expected, you know, there was a little more pressure, you know, with me, people expecting me to like be in the UFC. Like I still got to win those fights. So, um, with that being said, I'm happy to, you know, be where I'm at now and, you know, now it'll be a fi- have everything be official. Maybe a silly question, but uh, do you wish you had a couple more of those regional fights, or are, are you okay going into the UFC now? Um, well, it's hard because, like, I wouldn't mind taking regional fights. I just like competing, you know. But and I think, like, as far as like who's gonna fight me hmm. in in a regional, right? Like, you know, the only reason this dude fight me is he probably got paid like ten x what he gets paid on the regional promotion and maybe and, and it's his shot right like it's it's uh you know a great opportunity for him like his only chance probably to make it into the ufc and uh you know I, I don't really know like if i were to be able to get fights easily and stuff uh so for me the main priority is competing and i know now that i'm on the roster i'm signed with the ufc like that they're gonna get me fights and that's what i'm most excited about is just you know the opportunity to compete and compete on on big stages in front of big crowds and uh, continue to build my game and get better. So um, Donovan Beard had the winning record, as you said. You know, had a nice little run, finishes, but like you weren't surprised that it only lasted fifty-two seconds. Well, I was. I wasn't surprised. I was prepared to go fifteen minutes. I mean, he's a tough dude. Uh, he he had obviously won a lot of fights, and he was a Cage Fury champ. I mean, tough guy, right? Like in all respects, like well-rounded game. You know, he had submission finishes had decision wins had i I don't know if he had i think he had some tkos like i mean he he was a good fighter but for me you know i think going in i i always know that's a possibility i just i'm just dangerous and obviously with the wrestling but now people know you know i can knock you down they know i could submit you not with wrestling you know submissions either not with like arm triangles or rear naked chokes like that's a real you know jujitsu threat there i i freaking through a triangle went to my back <laughs> but it was amazing yeah, i mean I, I didn't it didn't surprise me that it went that way um but again i was ready to go 15 minutes if i needed to so i, I said this after the fight and i want to know if you agree with me we've seen a lot of guys come over from nca wrestling obviously i mean we don't have to we've seen all uh, dc to brock to all these guys and we know about the but i don't know if there's been someone with your resume in the ncaa's multiple-time national champion, all that stuff, at a school like Penn State, competing in the Big Ten, and then come over to MMA and make this impact, and not just make this impact with wrestling and getting wins, you're showing striking and the jiu-jitsu. Like, I don't know if that's ever happened where someone has shown the skills that you've shown in a very short amount of time 
with the background in wrestling, right? We've seen people come from different disciplines and have this, but not the two together. Do you agree with me on that? Yeah, I would agree with you. I mean, I, I think that, you know, taking, if, 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 I, if, I, if I don't look at it, like, personally, if I just try to look at it objectively, like, you, you can't really argue with that. You know, it's, it's just the facts. Like, it's not me saying it as my opinion. It's just, that's the, the facts. Like, I'm getting knockout wins. I'm getting submission wins. I'm finishing guys. Like, I've had five fights in a year, not a single one. They've all been, like, a minute each. You know, nobody's, nobody's done that um, in, in coming from my background with my, my pedigree and the accolades that I've achieved. So, you know, just objectively, like it's absolutely true. And I, I think, um, I just approach, I probably approach fighting a little differently than most people. Uh, I don't really like, I, I really feel zero anxiety approaching fighting. And that's not only in regards to my wrestling, but it's in regards to all the other disciplines and things. And I think that's just a testament to like my coaches, um, being, being, uh, great coaches and, uh, really pouring into me all the American top team guys and stuff. And, um, you know, I, I'm just also in the c coming up to the prime of my athletic career, you know, probably in, you know, three, four years, I'll be there. And, uh, I think that my mentality and kind of how I approach the sport is like, everything's on the up and up. Were you always that way? Or was there a time where you were super nervous before your matches? Oh yeah, for sure. It was definitely a, uh, big growth period that I went through in college. Um, I was always really nervous to win or lose in wrestling coming up from like as a kid, because I felt a lot of pressure and you know, I won a lot. So when I did lose, it was like a big deal. And, uh, like, I mean, I've said this before, but when I was like seven, eight years old at, at a competing at a tournament, there'd be like a crowd of a hundred people around my mat. Like that was just like a normal thing. And so when I lost, it was a big deal. Like I remember at that same age, I lost a, a tournament or I lost a match in a tournament and the next weekend a kid had a shirt on that said, I beat Bo nickel and had like the date on it and stuff. Wow. So like that's the stuff I was, <laughs> that's the stuff I was dealing with like as a kid. And, uh, you know, it wasn't until, you know, through college, I, I lost the NCAA finals my freshman year. And then, you know, having a year later won the NCAA tournament and, uh, beat, you know, at that point was the pound for pound number one guy that I kind of dethroned, um, in the finals that I, I felt both ends of the spectrum there and it helped me grow a lot because I realized like I wasn't really scared to lose and winning that NCAA finals match, that feeling, that great feeling, it, it still faded the same as me losing the year before it, it faded. And so I just realized like, I don't really define myself by wins and losses. I don't really value, you know, my worth doesn't come based on whether I win or lose a match or win or lose a fight. I just want to go out there and perform and be the best I can be and enjoy all the moments that I get to have. Like that answer in particular, we were talking about you on Wednesday and you you remind me, and again, this is gonna sound like I'm just like blowing smoke up your ass, but I said it when you weren't on the show. It's like when I listen to, you know, number one pick in the NFL draft, a quarterback, like a Joe Burrow, like you have this poise, this confidence, this experience that all these other guys just don't have because of your background. And I would have to imagine that you feel like just the way you conduct yourself, little things, like I noticed you shake Laura Sanko's hand after the interview. Like you just do little things like a pro and you're sitting there next to these guys and you, and you could just see like one of these things is not like the other. Like one guy has been through the ringer and it reminds me a lot of a first, you know, overall pick. Do you notice that difference as well between you and the guys who are at your level in MMA? Oh, 100%. I think, you know, I obviously, I'm grateful to have all of the people around me that I do and have all the people that have helped me learn and, and taught me what's important and and 
know, how to be professional and, you know, taught me about character and things like that and how to handle yourself. So, you know, I, I have, I, I don't want to like compare myself with other people so much, but I do notice a difference just because I don't think that everybody's had those resources. And I want to, I want to change the whole sport of MMA. You know, I think not only the, I think it starts, I think if you look at it from a fan's point of view, fans have a different perspective of MMA at relative to the MLB or the NFL. Like they don't really see it as a professional sport in the same way. They see it as like just more brutal and like it's not really on that same level. And I think that the reason is because the fighters and the athletes see it the same way. Like they see it as like I'm fighting for a check. Like I'm not a professional athlete. And I really want to change the landscape of the sport in that like Yo, we're professional athletes. Like, we need to treat our craft with respect and come at it professionally. Like, there's no, like, for me, there's no missing weight. There's no, uh, you know, showing up and not being prepared, not being ready. There's no missing training and going and partying and doing all this and that. Like, I'm a professional. I'm ready to go. This is my job and I love it. I get to do this every day and that's something I'm grateful for. So, I'm going to make the most of it. And I don't think that any fighters have that attitude. And until that changes, the way that people look at the sport isn't going to change. And it's not going to be respected on the same level as, you know, the NFL, NBA, MLB. So when you see Hamza Chemaev miss weight by seven and a half pounds, what do you think? I just think, you know, first off, like this dude talks about he's ready to go always, a gangster, this and that. Bro, you can't even beat the scale. Like, what are you doing? Like, you know, that, this, is just a, this is just a dude that has you know, no, no accountability and who doesn't treat the sport professionally. Like that makes me way less nervous to fight him in the future because we're going to fight. And, uh, I know that he's not committed. Like I am, he's not willing to do the things that I'm willing to do. And yeah, he's talented. Yeah. He has skills, but if that's how you approach the sport, that's how you treat it. Um, we're, we're on different levels and, uh, you know, people will act like I'm talking crazy because I say like, I'm ready to go Chemayev, Let's get it. But reality is, you know, this dude won three national national titles in Sweden and then came into MMA and has 10 fights. Bro, I've been competing since I was five. Like, I had 120-plus NCAA wrestling matches. I won a U23 World Championship. Like, I'm coming with 10 times the experience that you have. So, you know, when people say, like, oh, you're not ready, stay in your lane, like, y'all don't know what the hell you're talking about. So <laughs> you'll see what happens when we get in the cage. Did you see what he said? Who's this new guy? The only reason he said he knows exactly who I am. The only reason he said this stuff is because he doesn't want to. He doesn't want that fight. He's gonna try to act like, oh, he doesn't know me, this and that. It's like, bro, you'll you'll get to know me because at the end of the day, I'm gonna keep winning. Hopefully, you keep winning, and we'll match up. Like I'm, I'm down. Let's get it. You think it's inevitable though? At some point, you will fight him. Um, I would say on my end, yeah. I mean, if he takes care of his end, then I hope. Um, I don't really see too many people that can deal with his pressure and uh, that are going to, you know, be able to take him out. So, I mean, I'm the guy and uh, I'm excited for that opportunity because everybody thinks he's untouchable and I know he's not. Oh, fun debate that I think was like the main topic last week. You versus him right now. I really don't know. Like, I, I, I really like, and it's a crazy thought considering you're, your 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 experience in the sport right now compared to his and you know the the fights that he's had in the UFC compared to zero for you but you versus him right now are you 100% confident you win that fight for sure i wouldn't i wouldn't ask for it i wouldn't have said it in an interview if i didn't believe it and uh 
you know, for me, is that fight going to happen realistically? Like, no, they, they want him to be the champ. They want to build him up and they want to build me up too. So if you look at it from a, again, a professional perspective, like that's, that's not the, the fight to make right now, but I'm going to keep winning. I hope he keeps winning. It'll get bigger and bigger and then we'll do it up and I'm going to smash him. Just, you know, I'm, I'm at this point training hard every day. He's doing his thing with till going around, jacking around and, uh, you know, We'll see what happens when we both get in there in the cage, because it will happen, like I said. How do you think that fight plays out? Like, right now, how do you think you win? I think I can win a lot of ways. I mean, he's a 170. Like, you know, he can't... Yeah, he's a 70 that can't make weight, but what what's he going to do to me? Like, is he going to take me down? No. Is he going to submit me? No. Does he have a chance to knock me out? I mean, I guess, yeah, there's a chance to knock me out, but reality, more than likely what happened is... I'm going to drag him down to the ground, do exactly what he does to all these strikers. And I'm going to do it to him because I'm a, I'm a real grappler. I come from real wrestling. And so the exact thing that he's doing to guys like Kevin Holland and, and Lee, that's what I'm going to do to him. God, I, I don't know if there's a fight that excites me more than you versus him right now. And that's a crazy thing to say, but just like the confidence that you have, the skill set that you have, his skill set to see who would win out is just unbelievable. I think that could be like, if built correctly, you being, you know, Mr. All American Penn state, I mean, like Mr. Big 10 versus him, the big bad wolf from, from Chechnya and sweet. I think this could be one of the biggest fights in the history of the sport. Do you agree? I hope it is the biggest fight in the history of the sport. You know, I hope it is. Cause that's, that's right where I see myself and what excites me the most. And that's why I get up every day and train as hard as I do and, and put the hours and hours in that I know, other people aren't willing to do. So yeah, he's going to, when, when that fight gets announced and when he signs on the dotted line, he's going to have eight weeks to train, but it's already going to be too late because I've, I've been training since I was five and I'm ready for this. So, you know, I hope it's the biggest event in UFC history when it comes and, you know, it's, he's not going to have enough time to, he's not going to be able to go back in time and spend years and years training and prepping for it. And I'm already doing it right now. Of all the dream fights at your disposal right now, would that be number one on the list? It would be number one if it was also for the belt because I want to be champ. Um, so hopefully, you know, that fight can be for the title. And uh, if it's just him versus me, then it's not number one. But if it's for the belt and um, he's still undefeated, then, yeah, it would be. Again, he's got to take care of his end. I'll take care of mine. And, uh, yeah, for sure. Did you know that they would put you on the video game, the, 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 the cover, the thing? Like, did you know all that was happening? I saw the Dana tweeted out the list thing and was like, who do you guys want? And I saw I was like killing the boat. And uh, so I figured they would do it. And that's cool. You know, I was like, dang, that's sweet. I'm on, I don't play video games, uh, but it's cool to be on there. And a lot of my friends doing stuff. So they're real hype about it. Um, but yeah, the, uh, I'm sure that, you know, I'll be 99 overall here soon. <laughs> so you're returning. As you told them you would return, as you're walking out, I heard you say to Hunter Campbell and Dana White, like, hey, December, let's go. They announced, I think, a day later, two days later, I think it was two, uh, UFC 282 against Jamie Pickett. When did you find out? That's December 10th, by the way, in Las Vegas. When did you find out that you would be on that card? Um, Pretty much right then. Oh, know, wow. It's all, there wasn't a lot. There wasn't like a lot of time um, in between the fight and stuff. And then, and I just really let my manager handle that. So you know, that, that's not official or anything. Like that's all just like people, people talking like, nope, there's not been anything signed, but, um, and there's no announcement yet by the UFC, but that's like what we're looking at right now. So 
um, yeah, I would say 99%. That's what's going to happen. But again, like it's not official. Okay. We're doing this thing. We're doing the thing. I'm fighting now. on December. <laughs> I'm fighting on December 10th. Again, this, okay. isn't, this isn't on my end, but I'm fighting December 10th. Who will it be against that? It's to be decided, but yeah. Oh, is it, do you think there's a chance he doesn't do it? I don't know. I, I don't know him. I, don't, I haven't talked to him or asked him or anything. And um, that, I'm just saying, I'm just telling you guys what I know Got for it. a fact. I'm not going to say things that I don't know for a fact. So this is just, you know, what I know for sure. Okay, fair. Enough. And and did you even, let's say it's him, or at least I, I'm assuming that was presented to you. He was one of the names presented to you. Did you know who Jamie Pickett was? Um, Once they told me the name, then I looked him up. Yeah. Are, are anything that impresses you about him, or do you, do you think it will be relatively the same as what we've just seen? He has good experience. Uh, he's an athletic guy. Um, he, you know, I've seen him get finished in the d- different ways before, but I feel like, you know, he's a tough dude. He's got over 20 pro fights, and he's, he's you know, had a bunch of fights in the UFC, so it makes sense for me. Um, it's a logical next step up. He's probably going to be the toughest guy I've fought up to this point. And I'm looking forward to, you know, making the most of it. So if I have to go 15 minutes and, you know, dog him that way, I'll do that. If I finish him again in 60 seconds, I'll do that. So, you know, I never go into a fight expecting to finish guy in a minute, but it seems to be happening a lot. So maybe I should start expecting it. I don't know. <laughs> and by the way, uh, are they going to put you on the pay-per-view or are you going to be on like the ESPN prelims? Do you have any idea? Ariel. What? Is that a, is that a serious, I mean, what is this a personal do question? I like, am I, am I? Am I a prelim guy? <laughs> I'm not a prelim guy. All if, right. if I get if I have to fight on the prelims, I'll just retire. I'm done. Wow. Is that in the contract? Baked in the contract? You have to be on the pay-per-view main card. I don't know if it, I don't know if it's in the contract, but they'll do the right thing. They'll do the smart thing. And if I'm not if I'm like I said, if I'm on the prelims, I'll retire. I'm I'm out. The the only reason I ask that is usually the ESPN prelims get seen by more people than the pay-per-view, so maybe they put you as the headliner there to get people to buy the pay-per-view. You know, they've done this before with big names. Yeah, I've seen them do it before. I've seen them do, like, a bigger fight on the prelim and stuff, but I just... You're a main card guy. I don't know. I'm a main card guy. It just doesn't make sense. I mean, I'm. it's Dana White Contender Series again, but, like, I'm main eventing Dana White Contender Series at 2-0. Like, every fight I'm in is the main event, so... If they're putting me on the main card, and by the way, how serious were you about the the Logan Paul call out? Was that just a joke, or is this something that you're actually interested in? Oh, a hundred percent. Let's get it. Let's run it. I mean, he he's obviously uh, a big name. That's a big fight, and we can do it in the UFC or the WWE. I'm down. I'm a wrestler, right? Like, why not go pro? Now, did they like that? I mean, I I, w- I would imagine Dane and the boys didn't really like you calling out a WWE guy in a WWE ring. I don't know. I didn't talk to him about it. I didn't ask if they liked it or not, but I'm down to compete in any arena. So, um, and I don't think that it would be a bad thing at all for the UFC. Like I go in there, dismantle Logan Paul in the WWE ring. That makes me even bigger and an even bigger star in the UFC. So why, why not? Did WWE uh, come after you when you were deciding what you would do post-college? Yeah, like real briefly. It was like one of those things where they were like, hey, come out, come come do the training camp, this and that. Like, we want to meet you and talk. And I was like, I'll do WWE after I take care of my MMA stuff. Oh. And, uh, you know, if, if it makes sense, like, I would love to – I've always liked the WWE, and I've always been a fan of, of that sport as well. So, um, you know, if it makes sense and time-wise it works out, I'll, 
I would, you know, jump in over there, fight, you know, maybe go go back and forth or, or something like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's all got to, the main priority is fighting is MMA. Be honest with me. They said, go to the tryout, the training camp. You're like, bro, I'm Bo Nickel. All right. Either you're into me or you're not. I ain't doing no training camp, no tryout, none of that. It wasn't even really thought of at that point. Like I didn't even really like worry about the training camp or tryout because I was like, yo, like I'm, I'm focused on fighting. Like that's it. Uh, so it wasn't even really like an option. And I didn't really even really think about like, Oh, like you're making me go to the trial. I was just like, that's cool that they are interested in me, but I'm not really, you know, yeah. You versus Logan in a straight wrestling match would be really cool because he's got that background. No, you don't think that? <laughs> it would be cool. It would be cool. You want to see somebody get destroyed, get bodied. No, but I, Logan Paul is dope. He's an he's a awesome guy. From what I've seen, I listened to his podcast a couple of times and, you know, he lo- he reps wrestling too. So I think that's cool. But I just think at the end of the day, like, there can only be one. Like he's all American, famous YouTuber dude. Like I'm a real all American, doing real things. And uh, you know, let's match up and see see who the better man is. Okay, just a couple more for you, and then I'll let you go. December to December, like December 2022 to December 2023. How many fights do you think you have in that 365 day period? Probably four. Four. Where do you think you're at this this time next year? Like December of 23. Where do you think you're at? I think I'm in the top 10 and uh, by middle of 2024 fighting for the belt. Okay. You see these guys like Darren Till. I saw Chris Curtis. Like, I don't know, man. I'm not trying to call, like, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I think you could fight top 10 guys right now and win those fights. Like, I, I don't know if there's many. Is that a crazy thought? Do you agree with me on this? When you see these call outs, what are you thinking? I just think it's hilarious. Like, <laughs> yo, like, why are y'all calling me out? Like, it's just wild stuff, you know? Like, I'm not calling out high school wrestlers for wrestling matches. That's kind of what the equivalent is. And so they're worried about me and it's all good, but your time will come when I decide it. It doesn't really matter what you think or say. Like I make, I make the call. So if, if I want to fight you, I'll fight you. By the way, smart move on their part. I'd rather try to pick you off now as opposed to a year from now, right? Yeah, probably. I mean, it just doesn't really matter either way. It's not going well for them. Okay. By the way, how many fights did you sign for? Is it like four fight deal, six fight deal? What are we talking about? Yeah, four fights. Oh wow! So at the that's why you said the four at the end. Then you're really gonna cash in. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see what makes sense. You know, I, I got a good manager, so he takes yes. care of that. You got this fat necklace with an RL. What is the RL? Oh, this is SL. This is Scrap Life. Uh, oh, my, my apparel brand. So we're we're based in wrestling, but we uh, yeah, that's just like a logo on my crew oh, neck, okay. but yeah we got wrestling shoes and wrestling gear and stuff we'll get into mma soon and uh last thing i saw you cooking some steaks um i'm a big well done steak guy would you be offended i mean the steaks look good but they were a little too pink for my liking i mean i saw a lot of red in there would you be offended if i uh asked you for a little extra crispy bad you think less of me Ariel, what? I don't even know what to say to that. I don't what want. I don't want to eat blood. Why would I want blood? It's not blood. It's, the problem is you're being a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what do you recommend? Oh man, medium rare, baby. That's how we do it. Get a little char on there. Yeah, but well, I don't. I don't. You, 
come to my house. I'll grill you up a real steak. And it ain't none of this well-done crap. We'll, we'll do it upright. I like a nice well-done steak with some ketchup on the side. I mean, really dip it in there. What would you say if That's I came sick, to your house? It's <laughs> you're, you're a sicko. You're, 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 I'm the sicko. I'm not eating freaking I'm blood steak. <laughs> I'm about to hang up. You're I'm out there shirtless <laughs> cooking these rare steaks. I mean, this is barbarian stuff. I'm a fighter, Ariel. I, I get paid to go into a cage and fight people. You think I'm eating a well-done steak? No shot. <laughs> all right. That's a good point. Um, all right. So December 10th, 282. Uh, you might be fighting someone else. Maybe Jamie Pickett. We'll see. We'll see. But that's official. Whoever, you are fighting on that date. Official. I'm fighting on that date. Whoever shows up to fight me is going to get massacred. So that is what it is. Can't wait. Congrats on the deal. Congrats on the win. Thanks for doing this. Appreciate it, Bo. Yeah, thanks, Ariel. Catch you later. All right, there he is, Bo Nickel. What a guy. I mean, what a guy. Add him to the list. Another well-done steak guy. Another well-done steak hater. Speaking of Logan Paul, I got my uh, prime ice pop here. What flavor is that? That's ice pop flavor, Frank. Um, I mean, what a guy. Can we talk about both for a second or should we do, I mean, I should do the ad read and then we could talk about him, but. We'll uh, do whatever you want. Like Bo said, he, do, he, Bo said he calls the shots. If he wants to fight Darren Till, he can fight Darren Till. That's what he said. He literally just said that on the, uh, on the screen over there. He said, I'll do whatever I want. I mean, there is something about that guy. I can't remember the last time I felt this way about a prospect. Now I'm not talking about like a Connor coming into the UFC you know, he was a double champ, cage warriors. I mean, this guy's fresh as a daisy. But as he says, none of this is new. NCAA championships, wrestling championships. He's fought on ESPN, fought on big stages, Big Ten wrestling, nothing bigger than that. Kale Sanderson, the great Kale Sanderson, greatest American-born wrestler in many people's eyes. Uh, very, very exciting stuff. Uh, we'll talk about all that and more in a second with the boys. First, a quick word from our good friends over at... All right, let's talk to the guys here. A lot to talk about. Gentlemen, hello. Hello. Can I I love that music that Frank. Yeah, chose. it was great. It was very October. And then it fades out right as we're coming. I mean, just high level production. Good job. Frank. That wasn't good me job. on the fade or anything. By the way, before we get into anything, uh, can we get a, a shot oh, right here? Wow. Look at Forest that. is magic. Forest. They're about to kick off. Actually, they probably did kick off. Twelve minutes ago. Wow. Oh, look at this guy. Look at this guy. Woo. Who questioned our fandom? Who questioned? They said we'd be off. Changer. They said we'd be off the bandwagon. Look at that fucking kit right there. Look at that guy. Leicester City going down. You know, some have been calling this the Helwani Derby because Leicester, of course, we used to support them back in 2017, 18. <laughs> but we're now way we're, back in the day. Yeah, we're fully entrenched. Do we have a score update? It's Monday it Night Football. Still nil nil. Nil nil. Thirteenth okay. minute currently. Uh, I'm watching live. Is Lingard playing? That's a no. Got to check the starting <laughs> okay, eleven right, here you, real quick. What a what a kid that! I should put my kid on right. I've got yeah, one I don't know right why there. You don't have it. I'm I actually mean, a little bit disappointed. Uh, I do also have uh, the matching. Oh there yeah, it is right there. Mm. How about Strong. our boys in red? Yeah. What a logo! Come on, you Reds. best badge in the league. Yeah. Whatever you want oh, to say. That, it's, I, I'm not, it's I don't know the, the best terms. Is that what league. it's called? Badge? Badge, patch, right. crest. No sponsor, by the way. Don't need one. Yeah. Uh, what were you going to say, New York, Craig? You no. said before we get into... Oh, the music? Was that what you were going to... Yeah, gonna, great oh, okay. music. Great music. 
Gosh, so much to talk about. What about Bo Nickel? I mean, we, how do we talk about Bo Nickel without fawning over Bo Nickel? <laughs> I mean, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I was just saying to Rick off the air, I was like, I mean, it's it's a layup to be a fan of his, but yeah. it's impossible to not be a fan of his. I mean, the way that he's performing in the octagon and then just his presence outside of it, he's he's hard not to cheer for. Right now, and by the way, is the echo just for me? I could live with it just for me, not for just the audience. For you. All right. Right now, near quick, right now, you shoot straight. Yeah. You tell it like it is. Hamzat versus Bo, Come right on. now. No, stop. Why? Stop that. Why? It's it's too soon for that. Come on, stop I, I, that. I honestly don't know if it's too soon. <laughs> no, you're 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 getting crazy here. Connor and I were kind of talking a, l- a little bit about it uh, behind the scenes here. We we know so little about Bo Nickel that it's just not. We, the things we do know are great. We know we, we know we can strike against lesser opponents. I'm I'm you know that that is what it is. And I'm and I'm not faulting him. I'm not knocking him. These guys are lesser opponents. Um, and it was set up that way to, to the point that we've made about Jake Paul many times. You can fight who's in front of you. He's fighting an aggressive schedule, but these guys are lesser opponents. We don't know a lot beyond that, though. We know he can strike with those guys, and we know his he's going to walk into every single fight with the best. Uh, collegiate wrestling amateur wrestling experience out of anybody we know all that but we know a lot more about Hamza Shamayev we know that he can take a punch too right we know he can get in there with a guy who's as good as Gilbert Burns and win that fight um, and we know that he can against lesser opponents go in there and take them out just as fast as Bo Nickel has and I would argue that the the caliber of fighter that he was going in there against and dominating was significantly higher than the caliber of opponent that Bo Nickel has been able to do that thus far these are the things we know for sure if you're asking me is it possible that Bo Nickel is as good as that it's very possible but we don't know that and I think it's too premature how, did, to... how does that fight go right now I, I don't know I don't know enough I know this I don't think it's a crazy question. You could say, I think Hamza wins. I don't think it's a crazy debate. That I will give you. I don't think it's crazy to think that a guy who is as talented as Bo Nickel could walk into a fight with Hamza Chemaev and look like he belongs. I don't think we know that. That's that's all I'll say. But no, I don't think it's crazy. I don't think it's crazy at all. Um, but it, if I have to choose right now, because I don't know it, I'm going to back Hamza. I know what Hamzat is. I know exactly what I'm getting from Hamzat uh, at this point in his career against ca- quality UFC opponents. Like, he absolutely dusted a guy in Kevin Holland who's, you know, a, a top-ranked fighter. Like, he just dusted him. and you know, Totally not... different skill set. Yeah, no, styles make fights. Don't get me wrong. He also put... Is he going to take him down? He also put Li Jiang, Jiang, Jingliang in a blender and destroyed him. Gerald Mearshart destroyed him. Like, we're, we're you know, we have to not forget the, the caliber opponent that Hamza's faced versus Bo Nicolas faced. Um, Is he taking him down? I don't know, and I almost don't think it matters um, from the perspective that, like, those are means to an end, right? right. But, like, uh, for example, John Jones, Daniel Cormier. Cormier is the, you know, the best wrestler he's ever faced. Is he going to take him down? Alexander Gustafson took down John Jones. All these kind of narratives end up most of the time being a little bit inconsequential, the wrestling versus wrestling thing. Who's going to be able to do the? Who's going to be able to execute the game plan that they want to execute? I guarantee Bo Nickel is very good at sticking to a game plan. I guarantee he would have a game plan against Hamzat Chemaev. I just think we do, there's so much we don't know. Can Bo Nickel take a punch? Is a legit question that needs to be answered before I'm ready to say anything about him fighting Hamzat Chemaev. I need to know that. I need to know that because I know Hamzat Chemaev can. What do you think, GC? I don't know. 
putting me between a rock and a hard place here. Obviously, a big Hamza fan, and now I have this newfound love for Bo Nickel. So, I don't know. I mean, I would be intrigued to see it. I, are, I are you are you more <laughs> torn on the result that New York Rick thinks it's definitive? He dare I say thinks this is a bit of a silly debate to have right now. Are you a little more torn than he is? No, I'm, I'm torn. I'm definitely more torn. I'm definitely more torn because the wrestling. I mean, three-time national champion at at Penn State. Like the wrestling, you have to think that they have similar chops in the wrestling department. The question is, how good is Bo Nickel striking, and how well can he take a punch? I mean, we saw Hamza get rocked by Gilbert Burns and and continue the fight. Can Bo Nickel do the same thing? Uh, and if he can, then I mean, he is. That's terrifying. Like if he just has an ironclad chin and like his striking just continues to come along. It's uh, it's gonna be fun to watch the rise of Bo Nickel. I'm I'm gonna be The fact that we can even have this conversation right now, I don't agree. Look, I I think Hamzat is a perfectly fine answer. I I don't even I my answer is I don't know the answer. And the fact that you know you put you tell me Hamzat versus anyone at seventy and eighty five, most of the guys I'm picking him over them. The fact that there's this three and O dude who has like less than five minutes of fight time on his resume, amateur and pro. The fact that I'm a little bit wishy-washy you says a lot about him it does but i will say this and and you're not the only one who suffers from this recency bias no not even not even because hamzat's you know hamzat's career has not been that long he's he's a subject to recency bias as well you're in love with the things you do know right you're in love with what you've seen but all you've seen is him against low-level guys what you don't know is the things that could potentially harm this argument. What you don't know is is what could make this laughable potentially. I don't know about laughable. Man, you, you <laughs> what we don't know is is more damning. Believe me. When Hamza was when Hamza was crushing those guys, everybody was like, This guy, you know, oh my God, he's gonna kill everybody. He's gonna walk in there and smoke Usman in five seconds. Then he fought Gilbert Burns. And we learned a lot more about Hamza Shamaya from that fight than we learned about what he was doing before that. We need to know some things about him, um, about Bo Nickel, that is. Uh, I know everything I need to know about Hamzat at this point. I'm, I'm pretty confident. I'm, pretty, I'm fairly confident in saying that. Like I've seen enough from Hamzat that I, I know what Hamzat Shemaev is, and I, and I know his potential. With Bo Nickel, the, the sky is the limit. His ceiling could be higher than Hamzat's, no doubt about it. But I need to, I need to see something first. Like the, the, the dude needs to get punched by somebody. With the respect that the books are giving to Bo Nickel every single fight, I am. I would be fascinated to see what a line would be. Yeah. Oh my for god. That fight. I have no, no idea. No one has put be. that out there. I feel like there's. Not that I've seen. I, I would assume. I mean, you'd have to assume that Hamzat would be the favorite. It just the question is what what would the line be? What about Bo versus Darren Till? Bo versus these guys? See, that's where I think it gets more interesting. Because to your point, styles make fights, right? Darren Till versus Bo Nickel is a tough is a tough fight for Darren Till, right? Because of that style. Hamza Shamayev, it's a little bit different. We're, we're assuming that the wrestlings are a little bit closer there, um, and, and the styles become different. With Darren Till, that that's a bad stylistic matchup. Again, I don't like Darren could hit him with the first shot and he could go down. We really don't know. I don't I don't know enough about Bo Nickel's chin. I will say this: I I would. I would lean more toward Bo in that fight. I think stylistically, that's a that's a favorable fight for him, for sure. Does he become UFC champion? Oh boy! Um, Before it's all said and done, yeah, I'm saying yes. Yeah, I I'm think so too. Yes. Yeah, I, I also think like we're not we do we even know where Hamza Chamayev is fighting right? You know what I mean? Like Hamza uh, I'm Chimaev, not talking about I'm talking about 
No, but what I'm saying is, look, like if you assume, if we're operating under an assumption that Hamza Shamayev could be a champion at some point as well, right? It might be at 170. It might not be at 185. Um, which opens a path for Bo Nickel potentially to slide in there, and this we're you know this is down the yeah, line. Yeah. But if Hamza Chamayev is a champion at 170, Bo Nickel could be the 85 champion, um, or they could both be on a path for 185. But there's you know there's there's potential there's potential crossover there. Um, I th- I have to think that he would be able to get it done with with the level of of wrestling that he has. It will really come down to like. Once he faces some opposition, once he faces somebody who's going to fight back with him, like we saw with Hamzat and Gilbert Burns, and that's by the way, that's not the first fight in Hamzat's career where somebody's been in a fight with him. Um, that's the first one in the UFC. Um, what what will Bo Nickel look like? And I'm I'm very 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 interested to find out because there's not a person alive who's going to walk in there with better um, amateur wrestling than him. But GC said yes. I say yes. Yeah, I think he gets gets the belt at some point in his career. Yeah, it's very. It's only it's 26 very right possible. now. Fascinating, absolutely. Oh, and, and to your point, one of the things that's that's so impressive about Bo Nickel is he's never going to defeat himself. Right, the dude is so mentally tough. The dude has, is so professional. The dude has seen everything when it comes to high level competition. We're not talking like has he been in a cage with high level fighters, but as far as like competing at the highest levels, pinnacles of sports. And this is what we've seen with other guys like Henry Cejudo before. Everybody's so excited, Aaron Pico. Everybody's so excited. Because of what we've seen from them competing in high-level athletics, high-level competition, Bo Nickel is never going to lose a fight by not being prepared. Bo Le- Nickel is never going to lose a fight by not being able to rise to the occasion. It will be, are his MMA skills coming along fast enough to meet that? Oh, oh my God. Did what? you see it? No? I'm assuming you didn't see it? Yes, of course I saw it. They hit oh the post. Oh, my God. I, I'm, uh, there's a lot going on here. <laughs> we're I we're mean, sorry to... to no, no, by no, the no, way, more like important things. More important things. By the way, why, how come you're reacting to this like three minutes later? Or you're watching the replay? Uh, my stream might just be behind I was re- I, Rick was in his thing. And, he, and, and by the way, professional that I am, I had no reaction. Just missed a wide wow. open off the post. Oh, just no, for the there record. Was, that could then, not, then you I started mean, to break. Was, no, was, no, I was here. I was here. I was conduct yourself. I was decorum. about to completely interrupt Rick and go and go nuts. <laughs> I can't wait. By the way, do we believe him? Do we believe him with the whole like, oh, I don't know who I'm fighting? It sounds like a, a new no, UFC he, fighter he, who doesn't want. To, yeah, that. he softened on that. He knows he knows who he's fighting, but as he said, like it's not signed. That's all. I want to tell him like, come on, guy. He, uh, they put it out on the PR, uh, you know. He gave you as much PR as he was, wire. He gave you as much as somebody's going to give. Another you thing that. with Bo Nickel that I love is how often he wants to fight. Like oh, just yeah. getting right back Four in times. there. Four like, times. Yeah, I love that idea. And if he can just keep running through opponents, like that's that's what you want to see. There is a thing on the on the flip possible. side where like there's fighters who say I can't get fights, I can't get fights. And you're like, hey, you're able to squeeze this guy in four times. You're able to give him a fight a month after his contender, and then. Three months after that, why can't you get? You know what I mean? It's very clear if they want to give you fights, they can give you fights. Not yes, there's a truth to that, but there's also the idea like Bo Nickel is so confident that he'll take a fight. Like he doesn't have to manage his sure. career as camf- carefully as somebody else, right? Bo Nickel believes that he's the favorite against anybody he walks in the cage with, so he can yeah. say first first fight available. Name the person. Don't care who they are. Give it to me. A lot of other fighters have to be. You know, you have to. You have to build a little more carefully, yeah, but does this fight n- last a round against Jamie Pickett? Man, that's again Styles. Uh, I will be taking Bo Nickel inside the distance. Yeah, that's that's rough. That's that's a rough style matchup. Uh, Leicester City one nil. No, <laughs> yeah. I'm about to have to watch that. Yeah, sorry. 
Um, mm. Should we just should we just like we'll turn this into a football? No, show. Let's yeah, can we do a watch along? I mean, this saying. is get the popcorn out. This oh, what was it? Heartbreaking, heartbreaking. Uh, Jamie Vardy. Do you remember? Do you remember the Leicester City era of oh, this of program? Course. <laughs> of course, this is the battle of the you bottom say, of the you table. You say it like it was like. Like like uh, there was a, tr- a a transition here. You just abandoned them. You dumped them in the. Listen, in no the no no can. no no no. It's just like they won the they won the Premier League, and I was like, all right, we're good. I gotta move on. I gotta build something <laughs> oh, else. Dino went statue mode. Yeah, it's Didn't tough. Even um, I can't wait. I can't wait to see this. But this is probably one of the most interesting stories in the UFC right now. Like the way and and you know what? I'll just say this in retrospect. I didn't like the way they presented it, but the idea of putting him twice on contender helped contender right yeah. helped i just didn't like the wink wink nudge nudge that's Same. that was my issue with it i i didn't <laughs> hate like i don't hate the idea of them signing a prospect and being like yo we're gonna put you through this first by the way if i'm espn and the ufc i'd rather you take a one and oh fighter and put him on contender series on espn plus than put him on lfa or invicta yeah. if it's a female fighter you know what i mean for sure, it was the it was the need some extra experience, need some like I, that he doesn't I, need yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't need a thing. It, he doesn't have to earn this. Like he's already he's already earned this, and we all knew it. Um, but also at the same like at the same time, we all knew it, right? Like it was so transparent that like there was nobody who was under the assumption that this was true. We knew Bo Nickel was was a done deal. Uh, two nil. Leicester oh City. Oh my god, I'm just getting over the first goal here. I, we're we're just now restarting. I'm gonna, I'm gonna mute. Oh it's my too, god. Where these fucking guys they go from hitting the post and now down two now. Golly, what is going on What's here? What's the guys? goal differential now? We're at minus thirteen. Can we get it together? Table. I mean the scenes right now. Is it, just, is it too soon to talk about if you guys are still going to be here when they get relegated? or? What? Oh, everyone's calling us out. We will a thousand percent be here. Okay, We're in. We're in for that life. That makes one of us. Uh, wow. I still, uh, my my son actually got hair. FIFA 23 on Friday. came out. He pre-ordered it. First thing we played was Man City versus Nottingham Forest, the rematch. He smoked my ass. 5-0. So at least it was oh, one he, better. He was City? Wow. Yeah, wow. he's a hardcore bandwagoner, my son. He's like, going like, oh, Holland, I love this guy. I'm like, yo. You haven't struggled. You you can't just jump on the bandwagon. It is incredible. I will I will say one of my first loves in uh, in soccer pandemic first thing back Bundesliga. My oh, team yeah. Dortmund. I have a Holland Dortmund jersey at home. Been been on the man for uh, wow for a minute. For a minute. Uh, I mean eight games to get three hat tricks. Unbelievable stuff. Unbelievable. By the way, you wearing the red jersey right now? Like you you've never looked more like Christian Eriksen. Yeah, yeah. Well, we need to get him to the forest, man, to help us out. I tried to start the campaign, but it fell flat on its face. I guess it didn't get up to, uh, you know, the execs that, that you've been palling around with. Um, yeah, speaking of campaigns, might be a campaign to sack Stevie Cooper, you know, uh, as we're really getting into the weeds here. Hey, but we'll see. have been saying that. Look, 21, uh, 21 signings, what do you expect? You know, the team needs time to gel. Apparently it's 3 nothing. Is it three nothing now? Oh my god! Says uh, Killershaw. Thanks for I, I Killershaw. will say when this team lets in goals, they let them in in bunches. Uh, <laughs> it feels like the Bournemouth game. Now this, uh, I, I can't even remember who we played. It's last. okay. I still feel the love. I still feel the uh, the positivity. Now, guys, Saturday was an interesting night in the world of combat sports. By the way, can we address one one thing? The elephant in the actually no. Before we do that, um, something I was just reminded when I went back here, Frank. 
and I didn't hear myself as much. I, by the way, I saw you on the Everyday Helwani page talking shit. Don't think I didn't see that. Wait, what? Yeah, you were like, oh, Helwani not talking into the mic again. Saw oh, that comment. My account must have been high. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's talking oh, shit, like oh, wow. low-key on the side. Who was the star of Saturday night? There was UFC, there was Bellator, there was Bare Knuckle with Ben Rothwell. Who, who do you think was the MVP? Because I don't know if there's like an obvious. I don't think anything was like, if you happen to miss Saturday's fights, yeah, there's a little bit of here, a little bit of there. Who was the star of Saturday night in your opinion? GC? I mean, you were watching uh, where? You were watching on double screens at a bar, right? Yeah, well, double screens, but they it was two phone screens. Golly, that uh, is hardcore. Yeah. I took my girlfriend's phone and was streaming the uh, the Bellator prelims on YouTube. in your pocket. <laughs> What'd you say? Didn't you have a battery pack in your pocket? Uh, yeah, I was walking around in my hoodie pocket, battery pack. I've become pretty, uh, I've become the pro's pro on streaming fights uh, if I'm not. You're watching Bellator prelims? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was wow. sweating out uh, Samika Anaba, hoping that she uh, ended the fight early. She did not. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I made that apparent at the bar. Uh, I let it I let it be known. That is... The star of Saturday night, that's that's tough. I mean, I would either say AJ McKee debuting at, at 155 and getting the win, or, you know, Jan dealing with with the ground game of, of Mackenzie Dern, and, and suddenly, you know, if she does get that fight against Rose Namajunas, that would... Make her a player in the strawweight division, and you know potentially see her get a, a title shot. I think I saw a stat that she has the most consecutive wins at strawweight without ever getting a title shot. So she could somehow beat Rose. I, I feel like getting that win over Dern has opened some doors for her. Zuckerberg. There it is. I love that. Nice. I mean, most talked about guy for sure. If, yeah. you're, if you're truly asking who was the star of Saturday Night, it was Mark yeah, that's Zuckerberg. Actually a fact. Yeah. He, he got some time to think. Okay. So yeah. then let me weigh in on this because on Wednesday show there was all this. Uh, hoopla! There was all this hullabaloo. hullabaloo. Um, some 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 rumors, some discussion. Well, first it came out that it was going to be closed uh, yep. off to the public and and the fans, and then everyone was wondering why. And what did I say? The public you said the public. Yeah, and the fans. sorry, the fans and the media. And then you know everyone's wondering why. And then on the show on Wednesday, I said my understanding is it has to do with Mark Zuckerberg. Now, what exactly? Is the reason I don't know. I did say on the show, if you go back and look at it, I said he doesn't strike me as the kind of guy to rent the apex out. Yeah. Um, but I was told it had something to do with his presence at the event. That's all I said. I went back and watched it. Um, so yes, that is the reason. Uh, now I think Mackenzie Dern afterwards at the media day said she heard. Correct me if I'm wrong. That he rented it out, and yeah. I think that's what led to Dana White tweeting. Mark Zuckerberg renting out the Apex is total BS. And yep. then a lot of people thought that was a shot at me, and I don't know if there was broken telephone, but I never said he rented it out. I said I didn't feel comfortable enough reporting what I had other than that it was Zuckerberg-related because I didn't know what it was. Now, what I'm being told now from good sources is he did not rent it out, that he was invited, and that it was the UFC's decision, Dana White in particular's decision, to close it off to the media, and uh, to the fans, so that he and some Facebook friends, executives, whatever, his wife clearly there, uh, can just enjoy it privately. Um, so that's what I heard. And that's, and that's why you notice in the tweet, he doesn't really clarify. He just says he didn't, you know, he didn't rent it out, that's BS, but doesn't say the next line, which doesn't is the, he's going to the be there. And to that I would say... 
Dana White kind of threw Mark Zuckerberg under the bus, his newfound friend. Very reminiscent of the Reebok days, where the fans would quickly blame Reebok for a transgression in their eyes, i.e., remember Arjun Buller wanted to walk out with a turban, and what did the UFC do? They were like, oh, it's a Reebok uniform thing, when in reality... I know this because I spoke to Reebok about it. They never said, Arjun Buller, you can't wear it. It was the UFC who was trying to be like, no, we're keeping it uniform. We're keeping it clean. We don't want personality. We don't want this. But never actually said that, didn't defend their honor. And as a result, Reebok got all the shit. When in, the, in reality, for the vast majority of that deal, Reebok got a lot of unfair shit from fans. When in reality, it was the UFC using the Reebok deal to be super strict. All Dana White had to do, and it's not like Mark Zuckerberg needs me to defend his honor. He probably doesn't even know that he was getting a lot of crap for you know being the reason why it was closed off. Had he just come out on Tuesday, hey, guys, it's my event, it's my show, and uh, I'm inviting this guy, and I want him to have the experience private with you know 30 or so people. They're filling up the stands, whatever. Go F yourselves. Then at least this guy, Zuckerberg, wouldn't have got all the hate. But yeah. he left it, you know— Wink, wink, nudge, nudge on Tuesday. Never actually explained it. Still hasn't explained it. And then this guy got all the hate because everyone thought that he, quote unquote, rented it out because Dern misspoke. Kind of a shitty move. I doubt Zuckerberg cares. He was very happy to be there. But, you know, that's the that's the real story of what happened here. And you kind of wish that he just would have come out and said it. Just said, look, it's my event. It's at the Apex. I'm closing it off because I want this guy to enjoy it in peace. And, you know, there's going to be a ton of people there. And all right, we move on. Now, it could bring up some discussion over like, oh, you know, that's kind of crappy to the fighters, to this, to that. Oh, by the way, in the Nevada State Athletic Commission bylaws, it says media has to be at the weigh-ins. doesn't say anything about the events, only because no promoter has ever tried to do this. I wonder if that changes in the future as a result of this. I don't know. But that's the story. Your thoughts? Not, nothing else to say there. Other than... There has to be a method to the madness. There has to be a reason that Dana White chose this route. So, because obviously he knows come Saturday night, the the cat is going to be out of the bag, right? So there has to be a reason that he decided to do this. And I don't know what that reason is, but otherwise it it would have been a lot easier for him to say, yeah, we're closing it off. He's going to be there. But he knows by Saturday there's there's a shelf life on that, that twist of the truth right so there was a reason he took that tact i don't know what it is but ultimately saturday came and then mark zuckerberg took the heat i mean he took that tact because he didn't want to take the heat but because dana white is much more on twitter than mark zuckerberg is i don't even does mark zuckerberg have a twitter account but by saturday it would be off brand but by saturday it's the same right by saturday that's over by saturday that becomes a non-factor anymore dana white knew that if he would have said i'm closing the off my decision, he would have gone in the heat. By keeping it, wh- wh- why why keep it wink, wink, nudge, nudge? So he doesn't get the heat. But then Saturday, it's the same. Saturday, it is the, it would be the same as if he had said it on Tuesday. Because Saturday, yeah. it's... I don't understand your point. You're saying, why not just transparently come out and say it on Tuesday? Right? Or, or Wednesday, or, or Wednesday, Thursday, or, or Friday. Or, or, or when you put out the tweet, whenever that yeah. was, Wednesday night. My point is... That same heat he would have been owed or due from any of those days now just happens on Saturday, right? Like, yeah. why would it not well, happen? Well, now he got away with it. The, the other dude got the heat. Yeah, but he the other dude would have got the heat if he did it on Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday. What he's going to say is whenever someone – he's going to do some, you know, state-sponsored media and he's going to say, like, mind your fucking business. I could do whatever yeah. I want. He's going to say that. I just want the record to show that based on what I heard – the guy didn't rent it out. So, by the right. way, this is me saying right here, 
And please, if you're going to quote this, remember this line. He actually didn't lie in the tweet. Yeah. No, he, he didn't did lie. He, t- he said <laughs> was, the truth. So all of you say that he lied. Story. He actually told the truth, but there's a but. He didn't tell the full story. Yeah. Tough to say poor Mark Zuckerberg, but uh, it feels yeah, like he's getting a lot of flack that and by the he way, doesn't deserve. This idea that media couldn't be at an event that Mark Zuckerberg was at, like media's at events with super duper A-list celebrities. Like, what do you think the media is going to go do? Like, ask him for a selfie or something? Like, what, 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 what good does it do to not invite media? So at least uh, Yan Chanan could get a post-fight press conference or something like that, a clip. You know what I mean? What sure. do they think they're going to do? Like, there's, there's, there's events where media is there and like Brad Pitt is there or I don't know, Magic John. Like, name a super, Joe Burrow. Name anyone. The, the Rock. Rock. Yeah. Donald Trump. Yes. What do you think is going to happen? Though? Because Mark Zuckerberg is there. What are they going to do? Beat him up? We don't. This is all so silly. This all became very, a very stupid story for no yeah. reason. Yeah, I, that I agree with. We don't know. Like, why? I don't know. I The motivation for it I, is lost on me. I really don't know what the motivation is. Yet you picked him as the star of the weekend. Well, I mean, technically, you know, I mean, am I wrong? If I'm lying, my tweet it was uh, technically who was got the star more attention? The I'm going to go with, or, the, or Mark I'm going with Big Ben Rothwell. You could, you'd be wrong, but great you highlight. <laughs> I mean, it was a great <laughs> highlight. Starched him. Great fight. Just not not, that, not the truth. That going dark stuff was. Uh, I was oh, yeah. kind of hoping we'd hear everything that he does. Yeah, I mean, he said uh, he goes to a dark place. Interest I, peaked. I, yes. I had to ask. I was kind of hoping that he didn't go there. If I'm being honest, like what he was oh, like, uh, I'm like, how dark is this, Ben? And I feel like Ben is readily willing to go very dark. <laughs> I <laughs> mean, it seems like it. The, I think the way he likes he going dark. There, he was uh, willing to kill the man across from him. Golly, uh, pretty much got his point across. Bo uh, Nickel, choice words for you about uh, you know how you eat your steaks. That was pretty. I'm not. That was you know, funny. I'm not rattled. I'm not right. By the way, uh, dare I say, as far as tweet engagements are concerned, I think Daniel Cormier was the star of Saturday night. Oh, uh-huh, yeah. I mean, that got a big pop. Even got a retweet from old WWE. Daniel Cormier, special guest referee for Extreme Rules this Saturday, Philly. Will you guys watch because of his involvement? I feel yeah. like I'll watch. Yeah? What else oh, am yeah. I going to watch? I mean, there's MLB playoffs, there's CFB. I don't know. Yeah, it'll get a I'll side watch. TV. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people out Maybe there like that. This is this is a a brilliant idea. I think it's like, a brilliant idea. Given his connection to both guys, given, you know, he brings a little credibility, I think it's freaking amazing. Yeah, I think people will watch this for sure. What about that little poster I drew up? That's my guy Spence. Spence drew it up. I thought we did a nice little job there. Look good. I saw it everywhere. Yeah, was it? DC's posting it. DC posted without the, the Ariel Hawani on it. The, I knew yeah, people would the, steal uh, it. All the media, the, the rest- wrestling media sites were, were posting it. Did you like that they did it this way, where the news came out before any angle was shot, as opposed to him? I actually think, in retrospect, it was cool. It made it feel like a news story, as opposed to old-school pro wrestling. Like, he would just show up on Raw and be like, hey, I'm there. You know what I mean? I would say wrestling fans probably want the that. surprise, right? They probably just want DC to, oh, my God, that's DC's music, that oh type of... Oh, my God, play yeah. the Oklahoma Oh, wait, State. he doesn't have music, yeah. so I don't... Oh, wait, yeah. well, like, Little Wayne? Yeah. Like, so... I told him uh, he's got to show up. Pants. He's got to show up, pants pulled up real high, oh, sweatpants, sweatpants tucked into the socks. Old, he's got to be old school, like wrestling coach. Yeah, maybe even come out with like a whistle around his neck. Oh man, that's great! By the way, I've I've seen DC. I've seen DC. No joke. When I did the uh, E60 on him, I went to to Gilroy. I've seen him rip on his son. Like 
he was so hard on his son. Not to mention the other kids, the high school kids. Yeah. So I, I, I was talking to him. I was like, you need to go there. Like, you need to go to that guy. Number one mistake that he can make. And we had a long conversation about this this morning. Don't play pro wrestler. Don't be happy yeah. to be there. Don't be a fan. We were, he's he's going to do something tonight. And he was telling me what he was going to say. I was like, don't be a fan. Don't say I'm a fan. You're, you're there. You're in this world now where you are brought in as the special enforcer. You're the guest referee. Don't say I'm happy to be there. I'm a fan. I'm this. I'm that. No, no, no. Go to that pl- that dark place like Big Ben and be like the old crotchety wrestling coach. That will actually come off really well. Like t- the guy who takes no shit from anyone, pushes yep. you know, his weight around. If he comes in like Ronda smiling with the oversized coat, happy to be there, it's going to be a huge failure. And he's going to ruin the spot where we team up for WrestleMania. Like this is, he got in the door first. (laughs) There it is. Some might say mistake, but anyway, I digress. This is now the seed for WrestleMania. SoFi. Don't blow it. Still with uh, Lesnar. Yes. No, he's with he's with Lesnar. Oh, with no, no, he's with Reigns. Reigns. But I'm back to Lesnar, Cormier, Heyman. I mean Cormier, Helwani. Yes. Lesnar. I mean, look at this. I'm building WWE for. Oh my god. I think it's great. I'm very happy for him. And uh, I can't wait to see how it plays out. Now, uh, how do we do on Saturday? And how did you do, GC? Uh, well, let's do the parlay, pals. Let's, let's go. Uh, let's dive in. Uh, wow. That was <laughs> yeah, very aggressive. Rocket ship. Rocket ship. You all right there, uh, Frank? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, we can. here's the recap. Uh, Pico, the shoulder. Tough, uh, tough loss. But the parlay had already lost at that point. Randy Costa, uh Struggling to get it done there. Yeah. It? First fight of the night? Yeah. Frank. Uh, the parlay was busted three. on the first fight of the night, Frank. In in the first 90 seconds. Your thoughts? Wasn't happy for that mm. to happen. Now, to be fair, he picked the he picked the lowest line, right? Like that is true. The, the most yeah. risky part of the parlay. Now, you say to be fair. I say, I mean, low-key, not a lot of people talking about this right now. The winning streak that I'm on right now, regardless of what the line oh, is, <laughs> is... Is worth noting. Yeah, Frank, you say, oh, God. I, a, a lot of people. I'm mistaken. Ariel is 9 and 1 on his. <laughs> oh, <parlay picks>. wow. <laughs> Where are the tweets now? Where are the hate tweets now, huh? Huh? Yeah. Listen, no one said that we had to pay. Uh, the only stipulation you guys said was under minus 1,000, right? Correct. That's all you said. So, Pico. Who's the second one there? Sadiq Yusuf, yours. Oh, yeah, that was me. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Eyesight bad. Um, and then Randy Costin, uh the Pico thing was crazy with the arm. Freaking Brandon Gibson. Yeah. That was unbelievable what he was doing. So, some doctors have since come out and said that's that's actually not how you treat that. Wow. Which is which Yeah, they is were good. throwing that arm around. <laughs> you mean Brandon Gibson doesn't know how to do that? <laughs> yeah. He's not a I doctor? Mean, dude, Aaron Pico is, a, is a, like a, a beast. Like, the fact that he was like, yeah, let's just, like... Do whatever you can. Wiggle this thing around until I hope it falls back into place. And then it didn't. And then he's still like, yeah, whatever. Like, keep me in this fight. He's, he's you know, when quote-unquote warrior, when you talk about that, uh, he's definitely one of those. And, you know, Brandon Gibson is not, a, you know, a doctor here. Like, he did his best to get him, re- you know, back in that fight. And it, j- it just didn't work. But P- Pico would have fought with one arm, no doubt about it. Do they have to do McKee versus Pitbull next? Yeah. Who who what else would you do? Right. He's got one fight. I mean, left. you could sell look, you could sell me on AJ McKee versus uh Patricky. You know, you, I I'm oh, like I'm okay with that. 
I'd be fine with the brother instead of and then and then hey now I'm coming back down and I'll fight you too, uh, to to Patricio, um, but I'm more interested. There, there's no there's no real heat there. That's just because he's uh, Patricio's brother. There's there's more real. Animosity. You actually bring up a great point. He goes in there, beats Pitbull Patri- bro, yeah, gets that title. It's there's there's a there's a path. It actually to that. probably makes it a little more intriguing. Here here's why I. But then you're playing with fire, right? What if you're, he loses? Well, you're playing with fire for, if he loses, but you're also pushing him further along as a 55er, right? Like now he's two fights into 55, and it's just like, do you want to come down and wait anymore and do 145? Now, I will say, we had some reporting on our site where uh, Patricio was saying eventually he's going up to 155. I hate right? this. No, no, okay, sorry, not 35. Well, after the, the fight, after the fight, they talked to him right, about right, going right. down to 135. But he said he's he's potentially looking at going up to 155. Now, if you do AJ McKee and Patricio at 155, now I'm yeah. you know I'm okay with that. I don't think it has to be contested at 45. Although I think AJ said on the show today, you know, for the for the trilogy aspect of it, you know, go down to 145 and do it at the same weight. I'm okay if it. Happens I wish at they would have kept the 55 belt on Patricio, and then they would have moved. What happened was he vacated it. He vacated, and his brother won it. I mean, look, it's hard to argue with the success right. of that, right? Like my brother wins a title, and now we're both holding belts in the organization. I mean, that's they, they did that right. There's a win there. Right. Um, I'm okay with either of those, but it really has to be. McKee versus either of the Pitbull brothers, right? Like, there's not, there's not another fight I'm interested in. Yeah, I can't think of another one. Although right. he has to sign a new deal, and he has to sign a new deal. He's got one fight left. Yeah. Uh, what about the rest of the picks, GC? Here they are. Oh, uh, there they are. Asking you shall receive. Uh, did well in the singles. Uh, go five and two there. Uh, the Jan pick is great, taking her by money line and by decision. I mean, that, you always love to see that. Struggle on the on the parlays though, uh, yeah, not good. Go <laughs> one and six. I actually think I I thought I went two and five. I actually went one and six uh, on the parlays. A lot of them missed by just one leg, which is always the worst thing to happen. But yeah, I got to. Uh, I just I just kept firing all week. I, I didn't didn't think that I was going to end up with this many parlays across uh, UFC Apex sixty one and Bellator two eighty six. But here we are. Uh, got to tighten it up a little bit moving forward. Regardless, though, end of the week, down 2.24 units. Fall under the 50-unit mark for the, for 2022. We're at 49.55. Wow. Overall, we're sitting at 61.5. So uh, still doing all right. But, you know, we knew the hot streak wasn't going to last forever. And uh, we'll, we'll get back to our winning ways soon. I have, I have no doubt about that. Um, so, yeah, it was a, it was a decent week. Now, what's uh, yeah. the play for this weekend with no major MMA? Are we just taking it off a little? Chris well, Eubank? I don't know. I mean, that's a big-time fight. Probably take Chris Eubank. Any lines on Glory? Not that I've seen yet. I was I was thinking about that. I was pretty intrigued. Uh, do they Rick, ever do that in your Craig? They, there are some books that offer lines. Um, they haven't had a fight of this magnitude in a bit, so I, I, I would be surprised if there wasn't a line somewhere. Um, but it'll come later in the week. And, we, and he'll have to hunt. Who are we taking, kickboxing expert? <sighs> See, this is a tough one because Overeem's been off um, and Bader has been sharper and, and com- competing against top-level kickboxers. Um, stylistically, you asked Bader, or you asked Overeem if he believes that Bader's going to come at him from from the jump. He's 100% going to. Bader doesn't have 
a reverse gear. He's just a, a, a hunter. Um, I could see a world where Overeem's shell is just too much and he's just hiding behind the big gloves. Like The thing that served Alistair Overeem so much better in kickboxing than it did in MMA is if he puts his arms up with those big gloves, it is really hard to hit that dude. He is a massive human with massive arms and the big old gloves on his face. It's hard to get through that guard. Um, so I think if he can bide his time, fight defensively, keep the guard up, there's probably a, a real path to Alistair Overeem to, to pick his shot and find something. But I honestly feel like it's a fight does not go the distance type play. Like whoever whoever lands the power shot is probably going to win that fight. Like those two are both um, coming for the kill. So that's that's probably the play there. Um, it's hard. It's hard, man. It's hard to predict who's going to win that fight. But I, I don't think it goes very far. I'll say that. What is your level of interest? Huge. Huge. Why do oh, I feel yeah. like this should be a lot bigger? Yeah, it's flown under the radar. I think the can- the cancellation of the Rico fight doesn't help, right? Because it's like they were they were building momentum, they're building towards something, and now it's like ah, oh, we're diverting the plans, and now it's going to be something else. Um, but yeah, big time. Look, the, you this know, this is probably one uh, other than Alistair versus Rico. This is the biggest fight that can be made in the world of kickboxing. Am I crazy? As far as casual fan yeah, interest, like this, no something doubt. that would draw someone like me in. Yeah, no, no doubt. This is this is a huge fight. I would I would argue that this is probably bigger than Overeem versus Rico in terms of casual fan interest. I would say peop- more people probably know who Badr Hari is than Rico Verhoeven, uh, as good as you know, Rico is, is the, the heavyweight king right now, right. no doubt about it. Like, w- if not the best heavyweight kickboxer ever you know, on that, in that lineage. Um, but Badr has worldwide fans. In fact, I was talking to Jose Youngs earlier, and, and I, I, we had some parallel thinking on this. If Badr Hari's career started right now, and he was that same like bad boy that he was at the time. He might have been the biggest combat sports superstar in the entire world. He he might have been like oh, approaching incredible. Connor's level in terms of what he was doing as a fighter, coming in there and just absolutely murdering people. Um, what he was doing, unfortunately, you know, outside of the ring, he was a bit of a bad boy and, yes. and getting himself into trouble. Bit of a if bad he, boy. If he existed in this era and it was like social media, he would have been. It would have been the skies would have been the limit. I think kickboxing could have had a, a potential future in the u.s where there's a lot more interest if, if they had somebody like I that know. at this moment right now rico is very very good but he's very clean cut he's very pro he's very you know by the book it's it's uh it's you know um they're, they're, he doesn't have that like little bit of an edge um what did that, you make of their demeanor had. in the uh, face-to-face i liked it i gotta be honest it would would it have been better for our for our um social media and for the websites if they had been at each other's throats absolutely no doubt about it but i do think there's something cool about two guys who have paid their dues uh in combat sports and are legends of the game showing mutual respect for each other but i think you got them to crack by a little the end, bit by toward the, the end, end it was good it was good i like you know alistair has one version of events of yeah. how to fight together botter had another version of events what what botter said about it is how is ultimately how i feel and i think the reality of this fight which is they can have respect for each other. The moment the first one of them throws a punch at the other, that's that's oh, game on, and it's going to be. I'm very into it. Fireworks! It's a it's a really really fun fight. It is one of the most fun fights. How many that, people do you think they're expecting? Forty thousand, fifty thousand. I mean, the crowd is going to be massive. Yeah. How it does on pay per view right, is right. going to be you know the, the determining factor on if this was worth it for them. Gloryfights.com is where you can get it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I was looking at the tweets like on their on their on their Glory Kickboxing account, and I just feel like more people, and, and maybe that's why you know they were on the show today. But I 
feel like more people should know about this. And there's not a lot going on. I mean, it's the perfect weekend for it. If you're trying to draw, like Eubank and Ben, if you know boxing, if you know the history, if you're a British fan, like even if you're a British MMA fan who isn't a boxing fan, you know who those names are, you know what they represent. But if you're an American MMA fan and you're looking for something fight-related on Saturday, Overeem Badrahari is the closest thing that you're going to get. And it's a gigantic deal. I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I, it's one of the great mysteries of all my time. Like, why has kickboxing never crossed over? I have a few thoughts on that before I do that. I think Eubank Ben is another one like that. Like, if you dig a little bit, if you scratch a little be- below the surface, if you're a casual fan and you figure out what that fight is about, that's another one that on Saturday is going to be incredibly Oh, yeah, but that awesome. one, like, you look at the numbers on social and on YouTube for that stuff on the Matchroom and DAZN. Yeah. Uh, channels that one exploded like the face to face that they did the that's, the face that's off all that they, boxing fans yeah, right yeah, yeah. this need i think that fight boxing and, fans and ca- like they were on good morning britain which is like their version ca- yeah, of casual uk yes, audience for sure i think more americans need to be paying attention to that fight yeah. i think they're i think man the the story there and now granted Chris Eubank Sr., who we, uh, who we, who we have Chris Eubank Sr. content on the, on the feed this week. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if there was ever a time. But he is removing himself from this fight, know, unfortunately. That's, that's, it would have, I mean, how epic would it Him have been promoting if, his son. if yeah. Nigel and Chris Eubank yeah. Sr., I mean, it would have been incredible. But either way, that's a fight that deserves some attention, as is uh, no doubt Rico, uh, sorry, uh, uh, Botter and, and uh, Alistair. You asked me... Um, why has kickboxing why, okay. never? U.S. stars. I'll be like, it's the same reason you American-born fighters traditionally have not been high-level kickboxers. There's also not an infrastructure for kickboxing, right? If American kids um, are growing up, they're going into other sports, but then in combat sports, they're going to boxing, they're going into MMA. There hasn't been an infrastructure, a pipeline for American talent. Quite frankly, like if we're not seeing American stars. It's hard. Like th- this is basically a European product, um, and and the Americans are not seeing themselves represented there. If there was a if there was a big American star, now you know there have been some people who have flirted with with uh, top contention in the past um, as American kickboxers, no doubt about it. But there's never been a guy who's been Rico, right? There's never been a guy who's been that level um, of dominant who's who's uh, crossed over there. It's it's hard. Like without the the representation, well, why do you the need that? When it. in in the UFC, some of their biggest names haven't been from America. Connor Anderson, GSP. The, those audience come. Those audiences come with them, right? Like the 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 joy of Connor is that Connor brought the Irish to it, and the Brazilian fans brought that into the uh, the into the UFC's American product. The American fans are not coming over, right? right? They don't have somebody that they can get behind and then go into glory and say, now we're here, now we have a, a fighter who's representing us and fight. You know, it, it worked the reverse because the U, the UFC was an American-based product and now they were bringing these these international stars. Although, you know, obviously it had the Brazilian roots and, and uh, you know, other things like that. Um, I think that's the biggest factor. I would say the talent, you know, the, the planting seeds here in the United States is probably the bigger um, thing. Um, cause people just don't know. They don't know that it's a viable product. It, like, how do you watch it in the U S? Yeah. How do you watch it? It's a, it's a, it's a difficult thing. There was a time they were on spike, right? Yep. There was when a time you were they were working spike, for them, they right? Were on, or working with them as yeah, PR. Yeah, I did, I did PR, uh, through, through my agency for them. They, uh, were also on ESPN. There was a time where they were on ESPN too. They were? Yeah. What era and was this? Post spike. 
They were airing on ESPN too, and they were on the early stages of the ESPN app, but they were not. Right. This this was pre ESPN Plus. I feel like they would be a great ad. ESPN for, Plus would be a right? great landing. Imagine spot this for them. fight on ESPN Plus. Yeah, it would be a great landing spot for them. Um, so yeah, there's there's and you guys did some shows problems. at the at the Hulu Theater. Oh yeah, Hoffman Estates. Lots, there was a lot more of an effort at that time yeah. to try and plant now US roots. Nothing. Now it is it has become a European show. I feel like um, it's become a Dutch show. I know they were in Belgium. Yeah. They had the, uh, but like I feel like the For Netherlands sure. is where it's really the, at. As I said, like w- what is the 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 roster? It's right. mostly Dutch guys and maybe Thai guys. Like that's you know that's really what you're getting. So the representation is is harder. If there was a big U.S. kickboxing star and they could really send them into glory and make some waves, that that could be the pathway to to more. A bit unfair just, to Dustin Jacoby. <laughs> Look, D- Dustin's great, but he was not—he was not that guy. I'll say they tried. It was great for his career, dude. Getting that level of experience, yeah. poof, oh. Dustin Jacoby, Joe Schilling—they tried with him. Yeah, he—he he did very well, and even Simon Marcus, a Canadian. Simon you know, Marcus, there was North American Joe Valtellini, Joe Valtellini, also a Canadian. Um, it just nobody was able to do that—that—that that, that next step. That Chris Camozzi, Chris Camozzi fought for them, but nobody was able to yeah. be that guy. You know that champ, that long reigning champ, and and draw the people in. Time bomb. You know what? That's not fair. Tiffany, yeah. and she's the champ. Yeah. Um, on the women's side, she's she's the best representative for for the states that we've got. But there's not enough. You know, it's like the the classic problem. There's like one star, but she needs yep. she needs a foil. She needs someone. Yep. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. And 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 Alistair, I love I love this version of Alistair. Oh, where yeah. he's like brutally honest about himself. He's humble. You know, he used to be like the cockiest mofo on the planet. Now he's like, eh, let's be honest. You know, I've ha- I've come <laughs> down. <laughs> like, I-, I love this version of him. He still looks like he's a freaking beast who can eat all of us. Um, but I think he's honest about where he's at. I do think your assessment is right. And I think Alistair's assessment of, of Bader was maybe, I don't know, a little harsh if you want to say that. Yes, he has lost seven in a row, but it's like dating back multiple, I mean, to 2000, not seven in a row, sorry. He hasn't won since 2015, which I think is like seven or eight or something. There's a no contest there. But he's been way more active than than Alistair in, in, in kickboxing, so. And he's been fighting the, the yeah, very, fighting very best yeah. of the best. His line is, is the line, right? A wounded lion is still a lion. Right. A wounded lion is still a lion. Both these guys are wounded lions, and one of them's, you know, they're fighting for... For the meat, they're fighting for. That's what eat. they should call this glory collision. For a wounded lion is still a lion. A wounded lion is still a lion. <laughs> Put Bar that on Hari the poster, gems. guys. Put that on the poster. Uh, by the way, I'd be remiss if I don't uh, mention the passing of Antonio Inoki. Uh, we found out about this on Friday night. Actually, credit to WWE. That's how I found out about it. They they announced it in the middle of the broadcast, um, yeah. which I thought was really cool to honor that part of wrestling's history but of course his impact in the world of martial arts and mixed martial arts incredible there's been a lot of great things written um, about him damon martin wrote for mmafighting.com our friend mark ramundi for espn dave Meltzer for wrestling observer uh just a pioneer a legend a giant an icon in the world of combat sports especially in japan politician as well um so just an absolute legend who passed away uh late last week at a relatively young age i mean late 70s um, but just a guy who always seemed like larger than life. So I wanted to mention his passing as well. And uh, it's it's a, it's a quiet week for us. No Wednesday show. No Monday show. Back Wednesday. Any final thoughts, guys, before this little break? 
Yeah, I actually have one thing that I want to address. Oh. You know, Uh-oh. they're on uh, they're on Twitter talking about uh, the old Jersey curse here. Oh wow, here. Frank and Joe. Uh-oh. I think I think Frank forgets that I can get when he's doing uh, he's doing like the direct talk. Uh, wait, wait, hear, Frank's talking shit. I on hear Twitter. Frank and Joe talking. No, 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 there like no the direct talk. I hear the uh, I hear the the Jersey talk going too. Uh oh, I think if we uh, oh go back yeah yesterday. Look at the highlights of what happened and what I was wearing there. The Buffalo Bills, while I was wearing the Von Miller jersey, come back from 17 points down in a historic comeback on the road. Yeah. Uh, big W. That's a win in the— uh, And you were wearing it. The entire game. Frank, as the comeback was going, you know, I keep the spirits high the entire game. We're, we're down. We're not out. You can flip the script quick. The script— Quickly in the NFL, you know, Frank sending in the SMH, this game's over, all that. Yeah, uh, very uh, nice. As, as the Bills are storming <laughs> back, he's like, you're not wearing the jersey, are you? Sent a picture. I am, <laughs> and I have been wearing the jersey. Yeah, so all you jersey haters, all you believers in the curse, you can suck it. T-shirt, T-shirt curse. T-shirt curse still. T-shirt, T-shirt curse. curse. Oh, the jersey mm. curse isn't a thing. So now These they're trying jersey, to mix jersey. the two. They're trying to extend it. What's, what's next, a hat curse? Yeah. Don't, don't. Uh, I mean, existence. I think next is just the Connor curse. It just becomes like wow. Yeah, you're perpetuating so, that uh, now. I eat a cheesesteak. It's the, sh- yeah, the exactly. cuisine curse. You know, exactly. everyone loves just throwing these curses around as if uh, you know Nottingham is not a bottom of the table team. Nope. You know, struggling. How dare you on can the we, road? Can we pull back the curtain though? Because I feel like there were competing forces at play here, right? Like I'm on the text chain. I, yeah. s- I see some of this conversation. You never chime in though. You're like I can't be bothered. My, this, this is not my. This is not my. <laughs> He's thing. secretly cheering for the. Ravens but I, I'll say this: we I enjoy. Know. I enjoy seeing that. Like that. That gets me excited. But I mean, we have to. You know, the elephant in the room is that Ariel did the reverse. I jinx, did. I actually and we have to talk about that. I'm the reason why I think they won. I, I legit think that they won. Here's the thing: <laughs> Sundays are tough. I'm not one of those dads. I can't be one of those dads. You know, New York, Rick. You got young yeah. kids. Like you can't. If you're a dad of kids 10 and under and you're just like, hey, I'm sitting in front of the TV on the couch on Sunday at 1 p.m., like, you're just not a great dad. I'm sorry. There's things going on. <laughs> I'm not going that far, but there's I'm things with going, you. Listen, there's activities going if on. There's things going on. you watch your team on, on NFL Sunday, you're a bad dad. <laughs> no, listen. There's things happening. What you're saying is ignoring your children for other things is, is not great. I've got a show. phone and I've got Sunday ticket on my phone. And so it's very easy for me. Claire has skating at 120 on Sundays. I'm watching the game at the skating rink. <laughs> I'm looking up. I'm waving. I'm saying, great job. Like these things are a little okay. in conflict Listen, with what you just said. No, but. I'm there. I'm there. I'm present. But I'm also... <laughs> now, the game started off horrendously, uh, as you story. said. I mean, nightmare. By the way, Ein Eagle, so good. I know you love Ein Eagle. Oh. He was Ein Eagle football is so good. I love Ein Eagle the, anything. Yeah, Let me tell you, football. So he is the best broadcaster <laughs> In, in my meh? opinion, best. Really? Goat. He's number so one. No, GC just said meh. That's a I bad remember take. There was a thing where what was what's I I don't uh, even know Noah what's Ian's. Yeah, Noah. Oh, that's his son. Was, he, yeah, he was making a. There was a gag where he was pretending <laughs> that I was like this huge Noah Eagle fan. He's just an Eagle fan. I'm, I'm a fan of the Eagles in general. Ian Eagle, num, number one. All so time. good at football. The goat. When he, the when goat. I hear his voice doing football, uh, basketball is obvious. But when I hear him doing football with Charles Davis, I think it's a great tandem. Give me Kevin Arlen. Nah, played out. He's fine, uh, but played I, out. What I just? Ein Eagle is so Gus good. Johnson. Anyway, uh, listen. <laughs> These Mike Breen, happen. what are you going to say about that one? Hey, <laughs> by the way, Mike Breen, horrible, 
Did you hear what happened to his family? No. Oh, the fire. Yeah. Right? Their oh. house burnt down. Yeah. Horrible. Uh, I want to send some love to him. His son, yeah. Matt, is uh, a big MMA fan who I, who I met a couple times. Horrible, horrible situation. I can't even imagine. Uh, so our best to the Breen family. In any event, Ian Eagle, Charles Davis, I'm listening to the game. They're talking about nightmare this, nightmare that. The whole freaking defense is uh, injured. I mean, it's just a, it's a calamity of, 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 of issues errors injuries and there's picks and there's fumbles and it's raining and of course what i'm thinking back in my mind there's the big hawani homecoming game spirits are going to be down they're going to be two and two i'm thinking the worst in that moment so thinking about okay and so this is what i did on behalf of the team i sacrificed myself and i said i'm going to turn this off for now i'm going to follow twitter i'm refresh i got my bills list i like to follow but i believe that I'm such a good, loyal fan, devoted fan, that I have... You know, there's some people who are like, oh, it doesn't matter. Like, the jersey thing. Like, it doesn't matter what you wear. It doesn't matter. Like, of course, we have nothing to do with Leicester City being up 3-0. I believe that my connection runs so deep with the fan that I do uh, have that power. Can- and so I turned it off. And what happened as I turned it off? <laughs> the Ravens didn't score again! Now, now, we need to unpack this, though. Yes. I mean, you can't just leave it there. Why do you think that you're turning it off positively affects the team? Like, what is it about that that was the reverse It's like jinx? that fan of the Chiefs that one time who left the game. And, and remember, they came I've in. heard of this yeah. before. Uh, you got to switch. It, it's not me turning it off. It's, it's me switching, switching it up. It's switching it up. And I will say I tested the theory, though, because fourth quarter, six minutes left, game tied, I was like, all right, I, I have to stop doing this. I need to just watch it. At this point, we're at a bowling alley. Okay, now we've gone from the, the rink to the bowling alley, and I'm still, you know, plugged in. And I was, and then I put it on, and I thought in the back of my mind, oh, my God, if they lose this game, I will never break this. But now, thankfully, uh, Billick sucks as a clock management coach, <laughs> and I can't believe they didn't call. Yeah, I can't believe they called their timeouts, and then I can't believe they didn't let Singletary score. And then, of course, we know what happened. Tyler Bass. Did you say Bill? Yeah, he's he's going back. Yeah. Oh, Bill uh, Harbaugh. Sorry, he's going back. <laughs> some years. John Harbaugh. My bad. Uh, he I sucks. By the way, he sucks too. I have to take a little bit of credit also. My roommate, diehard Ravens fan from Baltimore, was at the game, so and crazy. he tweeted when they started crumbling. Wait, he, he was at the game? He was at the game. You didn't tell us that. He got up at 6 a.m., drove to Baltimore. Because he's a Ravens fan. Diehard Ravens fan. How long is that drive, by the way? In Maryland. Uh, it's like three hours. How long was the um, drive home? Well, It's just three hours from here to Baltimore? Yet. Yeah. Wow, I didn't yeah. realize that. It's, it's not that long. But anyway, he tweets... When you can kind of feel the tides turning, he tweeted, the Ravens are going to lose this game. Everyone just needs to accept that. And I caught him. I was just like, oh, I see you're trying to reverse jinx this. Congratulations on the Ravens' big win. Wow. Uh, so I reversed the reverse He jinx. reversed wow. the reverse. Wow. Can I- you had the mojo going, the positivity in the group chat. I, I'd like to say you said 30% earlier with all the forces that were at play. I'd say that is a lot of, 50%. Yeah. Connor's taking 49%. No, 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 not me personally. Total. Saying us as Between, a crew, forty nine percent of the win to I, us, fifty one to the team. I can confirm this. I saw the tweet exchange. I follow his roommate on Twitter. Wow. Uh, yeah. I can confirm. Can you also that confirm? I never wavered. I never no, said it was though. over. We, what would you, you say to not, somebody? You did not. You did what, not say. It was what over. would you say to somebody who said you gave up and turned off the game? What would you say to somebody who that was, was my that was my knee jerk reaction? Yeah, to what you were doing I would say suck it. That's what I would say, all right? I did what I had to do for the good of the team, all right? If I would have stayed and watched that game as I was watching it, there's there's no chance that we're 3-1. We're 2-2. Two two. 
based on well, also thank you have to thank Connor for the reverse of the reverse. Yeah, that's true. That's a good um, point. I will say, there was no doubt in your mind on this text chain. There was no doubt that if you turned off the game, that they were going to start. Winning. I felt you good were, about you it. You were extremely it was, sure of it. It was honestly like the moment I turned it off, good things started to happen. It was incredible. I, mean, I saw it. So in you, you, it was not a fit of. I'm not the first guy to turn off a game or walk no, out of a game. This. I've yeah, heard I mean, this. this is the but, thing that the real fans think, know that they have to do on behalf of the team. Yeah, but you thinking that you are somehow yeah. See, but I, I believe usually that. like switch seats. Uh, you know, sometimes I turn. I mean, it's happened so food. many times in my life where I've turned it off. I've walked out of the room. I've changed something. Did you Did you turn it back? Yeah, I told you. Five minutes left. Yeah. I turned it back okay. on, and then they won. So what it was it, almost oh, like the, the football. Yeah, if it would, dicey, if, dicey. yeah, no. I, I trust me. I was struggling with that, but I was like, okay, I'm, 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 I'm just freaking out here. I can't keep refreshing Twitter. Plus, we're on this text chain, and I mean, you know, I love Frankie, but I mean, he's the worst texter of all time. <laughs> I mean, it's like you say something, and then it's like two hours later, yeah. uh, sunglasses emoji. Yep. I mean, yeah. to I'm me, actually I, in full agreement here. There's been a few where you know I read I, it, and I'm just you like, you know what I have this? to say to that. It's tough. It is tough. It's very it tough. Is tough. It's I tough. got a tough from my girlfriend it's this tough. weekend. Wow, you did? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yep, she, uh, something happened. She gave it you a, an it's tough? It was a very <laughs> dumb hypothetical conversation. I think it was, would you rather have to all your food or drinks be hot uh, or cold for the rest of your life? You have to choose mm. one. And, uh, you know, after a lot of deliberation on the subject, I said, I was like, ah, oh, yeah, man, this is, it's tough. And she was just like, oh, my God. oh yeah, it's tough. It's tough. <laughs> oh, and yeah, wow, she, the way you just said that right there, I, like, I had an internal pop. Uh, cold all day. Would be, um, would be interesting, by the way, if someone said, like, if you're like, fuck, I can't believe, you know, Mackenzie Dern beat Yan Chanan and then you get in, it's tough. I, I'm, yeah, I, don't, I feel like that yeah. would trigger you. No, no, no. I almost, I almost was like, man, two of the last three weeks have been losing weeks. I almost hit the... It's, it's tough. tough video. Uh, we got it. We we got to keep it sacred. Though. We can't over. Yeah, we can't, can't over. You tweeted it a bunch, <laughs> just twice. A lot of people have tweeted it. Uh, I also do have to say, yeah, Frank. Just this morning, you know, we're all in the group <laughs> chat this morning. We're hyped up about what about time Forrest. Was it? Uh, yeah, eight twenty. So not yeah. a ridiculously early time. Helwani gets the things going. You know, our our other crew member Jake in the in the Happy Forest Friends group. Happy birthday to Jake. We're all getting hyped. Uh, you know, we all send stuff eight twenty two, and then uh, ten fifteen. An hour and fifty three minutes later, we get a uh, smiley face emoji. Yeah, from, what is that, from Frank, Frank? Don't I'm smiling. By the way, don't contribute at that point. It's either it's either you don't contribute, or at least I'd rather like a double tap like, or no, just those are not, the worst because then it's like, no. Even then, two hours later for the double tap, it's just. The the wave has passed you by. Do you I feel pressure? Like, do you feel like you have to contribute? Yeah, yeah. I was literally well, catching this up. smiley face is That's the reaction to pressure. I'll say this: you guys, you guys go hard on Frank. Like, for every Frank transgression gets exposed on this show. So there, yeah. I, yeah, I would feel pressure so much if I was love Frank. behind the scenes. The other thing is, like, we're we're doing, um, we're talking about the Parlay Pals, and then he's responding three hours later to the loss, like, oof, and I don't even know what he's talking about <laughs> at this point. What was that thing that you said? There was one thing where I was like, I don't even know what you're well, talking about. Yesterday, yesterday, the relentless the Ravens did a really good chat. play. I was like, that was a good play. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's talking. Now he's praising the Ravens in the, in the Bills. I mean, it was just a good play. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, Frank. Wait, let's, let, I got to get this one. Poor Frank. Because cause we're, talking about, we're talking about the picks, which we lost. And what was it? Yeah, I think it was your guy that was first, right? Was yeah, it not? it was definitely him. 
And you weren't even, what were you doing Saturday night that you couldn't even keep up with your guy? I was celebrating three birthdays with people. I was with him. There was a lot going so on. He has no excuses. Costa mm. lost before you even got there, right? Oh, yeah. Well, well before it. This is good. This is good airwaves this right now. Good. Everybody just locked into their phone reading text. Oh, oh here, here. Also, well, shit. I mean, that's it. You know, so you wrote parlay. You know, Connor starts four twenty one p.m. Jesus Christ. Then the dead emoji parlay dead, and then uh, I asked, did we pick Costa? Because I forgot. Then eighteen minutes later, Frank gives us a well shit. I mean, like at that point, you're either locked in or you're not. All right. Uh, Definitely also, was not locked in. You send a you send a video of our of our boy Action Bronson on on Jimmy Kimmel, and oh yeah, he goes woof. Yeah, and then he says he's responding to some of the... <laughs> yeah, and you go, Frank. oh, okay. I go, Wolf, Frank, what, just, Frank? He goes, I'm just catching up. Just let it be known I'm sympathetic to you. Frank, I, I, you know yeah. you could reply to a tweet, like you can keep your finger on it so at least we know what the woof... Because we thought, I think Connor and I both thought that you were saying woof to, to Action, who smashed was, it. Yeah, I was with him. I was like, why'd you say woof? He was, he was like, reaction. I'm just catching up. You know Action's probably working out right now listening to this and thinks that Frank turned on him. Because you guys are planting that seed. Frank, I'm on Frank, your Frank, what do you want to say to Action right now? What's up, Action? You don't want to say I'm sorry? <laughs> I, think it's, right. I think it's you know understood. No, I'm back, no, I'm back on the other side. That was, that was brutal, Frank. Come on. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, all right. Well, I was Shout thinking. Out to Action. How about that? Yeah, Action. Killing it. Jimmy Kimmel show. Megastar everywhere. I feel like all my friends are getting into pro wrestling. I need to do it myself. Yeah, when, are you, when is this going to happen? <laughs> I mean, action, Too busy DC. tongue bathing. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Too but those, busy are, bathing. <laughs> those are two different promotions. Now you might have a... You might Maybe have to... you get a little bidding war going on. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. A little bidding war would be nice. Maybe I'll go to uh, Ring of Honor. Maybe but I'll, that's AEW, yeah, that right? AW. I didn't think you'd know that. Uh, maybe I'll go to Impact Wrestling. You listen to Cheap Heat. I listened to... Uh, <laughs> I li- um, Biggest cheap heat guy in the biz today. As, as Who's that? You? Say. You've been back in the day. Uh, day one. Day one. I even got a text from Stack Guy Greg on Friday. Really? Yeah. He doesn't even I text talked. me. Yeah, What's I that talked. about? That's my guy. About the Seth Rollins interview. I'm, I have to admit, I'm a little jealous of your pipeline to, to old Dipperstein. That's my... Oh, yeah. We text all the time. That's my number me, one. Me, Dip, Skylar Aston. We, we've got our own text thread going on. He's guy. a great guy. He is an absolute great guy. All right, gents. Uh, I was thinking of sticking around and watching the second half of the uh, the Forest game, but uh, we've got other soccer. No, we've got football. football we've got flag football. You tonight. might do. You might do better if you don't watch yeah, as we turn today. Oh, yeah. You know what? I'm going to turn it off. Bang. Turn it off. How about that? So to recap, Glory Collision Four. Yeah. WWE Extreme Rules. Ben Eubank, Helwani Ro- Roger Center, Helwani Orchard Park. <laughs> I mean, it's a weekend to end all weekends. We will not be back on Monday. We'll be back next Wednesday. How do you think people will react to this? Where is the MMA? Or you guys didn't have a show today? Yes, yes. Yeah. I will get a lot of that. I'm positive um, you will. I hope I'll be fasting on Wednesday. I'll be atoning for not just my sins, all of your sins. Thank you. What a hero. I have to probably go. It's usually 25 hours. I'll probably have to go 28 hours. Just wow. because Frank is now in my life and all the sins that he has <laughs> brought upon us, <laughs> so it's going to be a tough sledding. It's be a long nine days. Yeah. No, no water, no food, no nothing. Oh my god! Twenty-five no hours. Sympathy. No sympathy. Just complete atonement for all your sins. So I just want to let you all know when you're complaining about no show on Wednesday. Trust me, I'd rather do a nine-hour show than have to fast for Frank's sins. I'll be uh, I'll be in the trenches with you. My elevator will be going floor by floor. Oh, oh yeah, that's, <laughs> that's oh, the yeah. trenches. It's the trenches, yeah. How many floors? 
Four. No joke. What do you do to break your fast? Oh, that's a great question. When I was young and dumb, uh, you'd want to eat. Like initially, you're like, oh, I'm so hungry. Made a huge mistake early on. So you're supposed to fast as uh, 13 and up, right? Bar mitzvah. And I remember eating so much that I threw up right away. Because your body, by the time you make it to the end, you're actually not that hungry because you're sure. so hungry. Yeah, you've broken through. Yeah. yeah. So it's a very it's a very simple meal, and it's a very um, slow meal. It's usually lemonade to get the you know the the acidic whatever, and bagel. Cream cheese, lox. Simple meal. I mean, this is pretty heavy. A Jewish man's yeah, delight. That's I was it. thinking matzo soup with just the broth. Uh, yeah, you could do that. But I don't know. The bagel always hits. Sesame yeah. bagel. That's mm. it. Whoa. You don't fast, right, Eric? No. Nah. You're correct? No. Of the tribe, but I mean. You know. Yeah. Uh, the tougher one is the, 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 the one that gives me a lot of anxiety is the last meal. Oh, because oh, you know that that's it. Yeah, for, so you so you, you end up getting so full because you start like packing it in, which is dumb because by the morning you're you're still hungry anyway, and it's harder with kids because they want to eat and stuff. I, I used to I do this it. thing where I would eat like a large pizza myself. I got to tell you, that's that's my move. I would still eat the pizza. I would do what you just said. The mistake you made that would be my mistake every single time. Oh yeah, ice cream, candy, pizza. But now I'm whatever. off pizza. Oh really? The dairy yeah. part of it? No or? dairy? I'm no. I'm trying to go no bread. So no, it's a okay. real, it's a real tough one for me this this time around. No sympathy. No. Bagel, but then? how's a bagel not bread? Yeah, on the back end, I think I'm gonna do. It's a, there's a difference between the bagel and a pizza. You know, like the pizza. <laughs> there's a bagel <laughs> bite that's literally pizza. <laughs> no, not not really. No. <laughs> for me, there is. All right. Okay. No, but, you're right. Listen, you made it through a tough 28 hours for. for I deserve it. Yeah, on the front end, the I don't deserve it. No, no, not yet. No. I mean, that's between you and God. You have to. I, I need something that I could eat a lot of. I could eat a lot of sushi, but the problem is with the soy sauce, you're very thirsty. Mm, really? Yeah. 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 Or I just go plain, but plain sushi. I like this. I had a lot Extra of Extra wasabi and ginger, and then you're fine. Yeah, wasabi, no soy sauce. That's Wait, you had sushi on a Sunday? Huge mistake. No, no, no. What, no, but no, you no. can't I, have sushi. I'm talking about last the, night. A lot yeah. of saltiness. The fresh fish. Yeah, Sunday, Monday. Never have sushi on a Sunday, Monday. Yeah. Wait, why not? Because the fish delivery. The fish isn't. Oh. You got Tuesday to, to Saturday. All sushi I've had kosher, kosher sushi on Sundays before. before. Mm. Kosher sushi is okay. It's been blessed. But. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gents. Okay. Uh, yeah. God bless. Uh, yeah. Frank, you can hear my music. Mark. I think we're good, right? Anything yeah. else you want to say, Frank? Oh, I think you've said it all. I think I've said it all. Well, guys, uh, God willing, the next time you see me, I will have attended my first Buffalo Bills home game. What do you have to say about that, Frank? I mean, have you ever been? Your wife is from there. No. I've been to one NFL game. Who played? It was the Cardinals. St. Louis Cardinals? No. (laughs) (laughs) I had to think about it. They started in St. Louis, right? They did, yeah. They moved to Arizona. Yeah, they did. They did. Um, You don't remember who they played? I want to say the Steelers. Oh, wow. That's who I'm seeing, too. That's fun. Kindred spirits. Cool production. <laughs> what production? NFL. Like, why? Oh, it's yeah, fun. yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Although I'd say that uh, there's a lot of downtime um, in any event. I think it's a good time. I can't wait. And now the the, uh, the added wrinkle of the baseball game is really exciting. That being said, my friends, it's time to go. Uh, thank you to all our guests. Fun show today. Good to be back on a Monday. 
Uh, thank you very much to AJ McKee. Congrats to him. Hope he enjoyed his breakfast. Thank you very much to Yan Chan. And I really enjoyed Yan Chan. She was really great. Uh, and uh, our man Leo, he's great as well. It was with Li Jingliang, if you remember. Very expressive. Even though they don't speak the language, I feel like you get a lot of, uh, of great stuff out of them. Ben Rothwell, congrats on the win. Badr Hari, Alistair Overeem, good luck to them. And of course, Bo Nickel, congrats and good luck in December. Back next Wednesday, same time and place. Until then, I say peace. Uh, I do want to let you know that today's program is brought to you by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. UFC 300 is here. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, is giving new customers a shot to turn five buccarinos into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any UFC 300 bet. So uh, there's a lot of close fights. Jamal Hill, Alex Pereira is a close one. Um, one that is of interest to me, Kayla Harrison, Holly Holm going the distance. Um, obviously, Zhang Wei Li is a big favorite. The biggest favorite on the card is actually Bo Nickel against Cody Brundage. That may not be a surprise to you. Uh, so there's a lot of interesting things on this card. And the place to be for it all is DraftKings Sportsbook. So go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code Hour. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DMAR. The crown is yours. Gambling prong call 100Gambler or in West Virginia, visit www.100gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resorts in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. CDKNG.com slash MMA. Dot com, yes. Uh, for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.